And you are listening to Versus the World Radio. Versus the World Productions. Put your pants on, Grail. www.vtwproductions.com Welcome to the special edition of Alpha Geek Radio from Penny Arcade Expo 2012. Yeah, you wanted it that way. You got it that way. So it's because you're half a beat I behind. I refuse to do this show unless we're referred to as casually hardcore and Alpha Geek Radio. Well, I guess we're done here, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Welcome to the special edition of Casually Hardcore and from Penny and Arcade Expo. What? X? Well, he won't pick up the microphone. He doesn't get oh, credit. Okay. I don't know who's got room where. He's got his own chair, his own mic, uh, nobody, and he's complaining. Nobody invited me. Your mic is on now, though, so you should be okay. Hi, Wayne. How are you? Hello, everybody. Welcoming Doc <laughs> Dead from Show X, also on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. And we have been attending Penny Arcade Exposition Prime 2012. And this other thing that I have very vague, fuzzy memories of. But apparently there's YouTube videos of. Which one? I don't know. Try? The Try Wizard? Well, I think to start the night proper, Gwen should tell us about the Try Wizard. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're a Try Wizard virgin this year. Well, I, I wish I could. But it's all disappeared in a drunken haze. Oh, the haze. Oh. Although for some strange reason, my ribs are sore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that oh, from the Try Wizard or other? Uh, no you did, comment. You did bring Thumbelina along. Really no comment. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the Spurs. Anyway. <laughs> no. They leave marks. I just want to tell you all, I told you that you would have fun, even though you don't remember it. Yes. And you did. Oh, I did have fun, and I remember it. And how would I know that? Right up until the screaming. I would also like to say we met Atlas today in Atlas. 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 Yes. Atlas. That's right. Atlas. Yes. Atlas um, is someone entirely different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was Friday night. Um, Atlas outside the con today, and we mentioned to him the results of the Triwizard uh, drinking tournament for our particular group, and he was very thrilled with the outcome, especially for you, Gwen. <laughs> I'm gl- I'm so glad to hear that. That totally warms my heart. Who started broadcasting? Nothing. He's <laughs> <laughs> ah. Okay. Don't mind the no echo, echo, echo. No, no more. <laughs> That's okay. That'll See, come I out thought that post. was on the switch. Swing the god, the god switch. Sweet cherry, the god switch. Yeah, the god switch. Ah. <laughs> Is it still rigged to every mic? You'll never know. You forgot to bring your headphones. No, I have Whoa. one in my ear right now. You keep not talking at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> See how he does that? Come on, bitch. <laughs> we are professionals. So another thing that happened today at PAX was uh, Gnome screamed like a little girl when a zombie head was thrown at him. Yes, he did. <laughs> Where was I for this? Yeah, and exactly. You were on the pot. <laughs> <laughs> You were in the guest house pinching one off. <laughs> wow. 
It's Damn. amazing the effects of altitude. Yeah, that too. Okay. Do, you, do you not pinch them off in Colorado? <laughs> we we uh, we apologize now. There's a different for level of density. <laughs> hey, I'm not even a full glass in. What are your guys' excuses? <laughs> I'm just three glasses. Oh no, in. he's down there with. Yeah, the drinking light is way on. Yeah. Um, you should not be surprised by this. So no. we actually started the night with the Triwizard Tournament. <laughs> In which we were house Slytherin. Ah, uh-huh. take us back to Thursday night. Yes, yeah. this was Thursday night. <laughs> in the Wayback Machine. Yeah. <laughs> I remember way back when. When we started our first challenge. No, it was really fun. We had a we had a we had a blast. We um, met some great people. We took lots of pictures, especially of the old man sleeping, that would be gnome. <laughs> hey. Gnome in the D twelve. Yeah. yeah. My shorts eat them. <laughs> Dax, Dax and I finished our scorecards. Yeah, I finished, I finished my scorecard. I finished okay. my scorecard. I got my bonus. I got a Horcrux. Oh, you did a what? She did a Horcrux. <laughs> Can any of you say that? I don't think so. Do I any did of us a Horcrux? Say, Do any, any of us want to say that? I, I said it. <laughs> I, I spent my reward on ale and Horcruxes. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> So yeah, Triwizard and Triwizard in all serious did raise four thousand. Wow, like really? Four thousand three hundred dollars. Um, Slytherin came in second. Ravenclaw beat us by over eight hundred dollars. Oh, they yeah. raised wow. almost two grand. Those dirty whores. Yeah. Yeah. They are a bunch. But they're of charitable, dirty birds loving. Well, it's cacaine. those cacaine, cacaine, fecal <laughs> matter eating. <laughs> But they love the kids, so <laughs> you know, for the kids, yeah, for the kids, for the kids. So a lot of money was raised for the kids. Uh, Atlas announced that tonight at the end of the con, uh, and was able to turn over the check over to Penny Arcade and Child's Play. Outstanding, nice. both awesome. So that brings us to Friday, when the con proper began, and just starting with strongest memories from. The convention. Um, <laughs> I'm trying wow. to remember to Friday. Honestly, yeah. Doesn't so when, be, doesn't have to be Friday. Just so when everything so. rolls together from an entire weekend of walking around, standing on your feet, and talking to many, many developers, woo, working, if you will, at a con. Um, gosh, I, I do kind of like to try to do it chronologically, and anything that we might miss. <laughs> Please go back through the front page and all our archives that are tagged as Alpha Greek Geek Radio. And there are more to come. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more to come. Because a lot of our time was spent talking to developers, trying to get answers for any of you out there about the things we're looking forward to in the games we were seeing. And so if we don't capture it tonight, which we won't, thank you, Wine, um, we did capture it when we were sober and still awake. Yeah. Well, well I, I would like to say that we did have a great stay at, at our new palace here, first <laughs> of all. Um, it served our purposes, and we did get a 1,000-year-old van. Yeah, this is where the story should this really be. This is where it should be, because we, we shouldn't start. get to Commence. the con until we, we right. speak about where... How we got to the con. How, how we con. moved around. Uh, well, some of you arrived man. Wednesday. Right. Well, yes, well yes, some yes. of us, yeah, some yes, of us were able did. to coordinate and look at the calendar. Uh, look at clocks, times, you know, share these tools that we all have for digital, you know, I don't know, Google Docs and like calendar. Wow, it's like they're all in one place. Um, 
when we're actually clicking buttons to set up when we're going to travel to a con. <laughs> so the majority of us arrived on Wednesday. Correct. <laughs> oh, didn't you go on? Wait, wait, wait. I believe you were the one who started this. I, I would say most of us were due to arrive on Wednesday. Not all of us arrived on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Unbeknownst, apparently, to some of us when getting ready to travel. I got here on Thursday. Yeah. I booked the right flight. <laughs> Say it. For Say a it. long day. <laughs> Which is why there was no broadcast on Thursday or Wednesday night Wednesday when we night. actually had the energy to do so this weekend. And I'm going to. You're not worthy. And I'm going to say this, that it would have been an awesome broadcast yeah. had we oh, broadcasted we were ready. it on Wednesday. We were Anyhow. Ready. So, no, we weren't prepared technologically, uh, but we did get to do some exploration around the town of Seattle using For our sure. famous van. Thousand-year-old van. Thousand-year-old so, van. I just thousand like to dollar Thousand-dollar dedu- <laughs> deductible. So I, I would just like to mention that this, this van was free with the house, and beggars cannot be choosers. No. Because it's actually served us well. Because it has served yeah. us very, very well. It to has get served us, from the our friends, others, everyone very yes. well. It's been broken in well. <laughs> no, it was broken in well before <laughs> well. Yeah, that's true. Especially the, best... the rear shocks. <laughs> the lack of rear shocks? Yeah. Oh, God, the... yes. We need to feed that thing as it tries to break its way out every time you start it. Although the best boom, part, boom, I'm going to have to say, is the seat. Yeah. Since, <laughs> since I didn't drive, I'd like oh. someone who drove to describe the seat. The that would be all of us, right? The, the, the gangster seat. Gangster yes. lean. Oh, when you yes. just kind of lean back to the right, just because you sat down. <laughs> With the lumps. <laughs> In the stuff. Uh, those ghetto lumps. Yeah, you'd get into the driver's seat on, the, on this, this vehicle, and the back... The right half of the seat back was well. Broken's a good word for it. Oh, broken is a very good word. And for you it. would apt. lean. You would lean back into the right. You do the gangster lean. It was pretty fun. And it wasn't even if you tried. You no, sat it down was just there. You didn't and you really lean yeah, to the right. Gravity took effect, and you didn't have much of a choice. I've never seen such a group of white men sitting with such a lean. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. What's up? In a, in a, <laughs> doing the gangster lean in a Dodge Grand Caravan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With, I'm so pimp. With pop, pop, pop. No yeah. sheer ro- or no rear shocks. A broken air conditioning system of some sort that kind of worked and yet scared Actually, us. Actually, it worked pretty good. Well, it, it was worked, just the random noises. Yeah. It would oh, make. it would kick something in there. Yeah. It uh, was the no, hamster. No interior yes, lighting. Uh, what else? Oh, is, I missed that. I don't no, know. I various just... stains and smells where you can tell we're in a humid cli- uh, climate where things grow. I just had lines from "I'm gonna get you, sucker!" just started popping in my head, <laughs> and I was like. Well, this we, is my theme music. This is, yeah. I mean, bitch better have my money. <laughs> <laughs> Through rain, sleet, or snow. BTW <laughs> <laughs> Productions. For, for those of you playing along at home, home game. we have now come up with the meme that you can do anything dirty that would normally be followed by something like, that's what she said. Or with, in bed. Or, in, or bed. in bed. Or in bed. With the tagline, VTW Productions. Dot com. <laughs> ah, the stings that we hope to get edited from Oh, you. my God. The possibilities. So if we round this back into Friday. Yes. Our Friday actually started with the media hour, 
which is the hour of media only access to the well, exhibition floor. From, right. For most which of Which we you. actually got to this <laughs> year. Well, okay. For me, it was 30 minutes. But yeah. nonetheless. Grail threw himself on the grenade of finding a damn parking place. Yeah. Oh. It was yes. a little rough. Now, kids, Pax Prime. Okay, yeah. There was one other person missing from the entourage that yes. morning. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> People in glass houses or minivans. But nonetheless, those of us that were, you know, functional on Friday morning. Look at you, Gwen. Yeah, oh, I have no doubt that you are. Those of us that actually survived yes, the Triwizard I, I spent the media hour listening to my pulse reverberate, reverber, reverberate through my head. <laughs> the the Triwizard is not, not for the yeah. faint of heart. Those no, it's who not. Those failed the potions class. But Yeah, there you go. But I did finish my card. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It finished you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. Yes, it well, did. Well played, Gnome. Well played. <laughs> Thank you very much. That right there, I, I see what you did. Yeah, we see what you did there. So, the, so Gwen was somewhat under the weather. Incapacitated. Friday morning. So we left his ass behind. <laughs> yeah, we tried. Without oh, even yeah. looking. Tried. No, they didn't yeah. even look back. No, we I, gave you like an extra five minute warning. I, said, I, I That's knocked on the door and said 20 minutes. And, and he responded, Aah! No, I don't even think I had that much energy <laughs> no. at that he point. He didn't respond I at was, all. I was curled up in the fetal position <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Why? Why I do think, my friends I think, hate me so? I think Thumbelina just stood there and shook her head. No, you <laughs> won't be showing up. Uh, and we'll, so, be there, we'll be there later. So if we go oh, around right. the table for our media hour, Gwen, best oh. thing you saw? The inside of my eyelids. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, go. <laughs> oh, gosh. What did I see during the media hour? Uh... For, well, I was a little annoyed because I wanted to go by Borderlands, and yet they had people like standing out there, standing watch. Where even during the media hour, like, no, no, you're not getting in here. Like, what? What was, what was the point? Exactly. Of media well, that's really do not watch stupid. your product advertised. Well, they don't. You got to remember, there are certain ones where they did not want videotaping or anything done. Had what a are they doing? It's all about what public are they access. doing at a convention? Then they exactly. tell you, "Don't please don't videotape this," but we'll be more than happy to talk to you about it. Well, uh, thank you. That's jackass. Especially assery. something that's about that's to come ridiculous. Out, which we're still all going to buy. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> there is oh, that. Oh gosh, I'm trying to remember where I ran for media hour <laughs> now. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, you it kept was going so back. So long ago. Well, there were so many things I saw even outside of the media hour, and so many things I got to play. Was it in? Did you do Intel during the media? Hour? No, I meant to. Yeah. So yeah, you know how I scheduled yeah, all these you things. You had a plan. I know that I was going to do throughout the weekend, and how I didn't attend any of. Well, no, one, one of them. Yeah, I, I did not make it to the Intel booth. In fact, I want to say I got stuck. <laughs> nope, I have no idea. You better skip me. Seriously. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to think about this one and like look through my camera for pictures. <laughs> Alrighty, so during the media hour... Wow, that just got in my ear real fast. Sorry, no is messing with my ear btwproductions.com No, so during the media hour, I went directly to the one thing I really wanted to see, which was XCOM. So I get there, and XCOM and Borderlands are right next to each other. Borderlands has a freaking line around the corner. <laughs> and I get to um, XCOM, and there's me and one other person there. Nice. Seriously, literally, me and one other person there. Good. So, yeah. Um, so the nice, uh, I don't even know if he was the designer, but he was definitely the person leading all of it. You know, getting the media ready and everything. His name was Peter. So, I, you know, I let him know that. Grell was on his way and he was just a little late so he said well let's go and sit down and we'll answer some questions 
Um, and we sat down, and then it was just, Greg was taking too long, unfortunately, because he had to park <laughs> really, really, really far. So we um, watched Lots the... Lots of people like Penny Arcade Expo. <laughs> yeah. And they all yeah. have cars. So we watched the video, which was really amazing. It had um, Sid in it, and uh, it showed you a little bit of the play. But then he says, so you guys want to play it? And I'm like, Yeah. No, no, you were like, wait, wait, say that again. Talk dirty yeah. to me. <laughs> yes. Take my money now. Yeah. Shut up and take my money. That was a recurring theme. Yes, yes. Throughout yes the it was. Shut up oh and take my, my money. It's more than a done yet. Shut up and take my money. Yes. <laughs> I will play it as is. Yeah, just let me play. So um, he let us play, and then that's when Grail joined us <laughs> um, while we were playing. Um, but we stayed there way too long. It was hard because we started playing. It was the demo mission where you basically get your squad and you have your four guys and three of them die and you're left with one <laughs> what, what, guy. What? Spoilers! Yeah, it was one of those like, I know, I'm well, kidding. we're back to real XCOM. And we got done with that. So basically at the end of the media, we realized we had 10 minutes left and we really needed to talk to somebody. So we, st- <laughs> we said, well, okay, it was much... Gushy, gushy game. We would love yeah. to keep playing the game. We probably should actually like talk to somebody and ask some questions. You and mean we, work? And we met up with the executive producer, Garrett, if I recall correctly, was his name. And it was, again, it was just really disturbing to me to look across the aisle and see Borderlands. I had five million people not even playing the game. They're just standing there doing nothing. And XCOM had a few people in it, so we got to really talk to the man who was behind the uh, reimagining and recreation of one of my favorite franchises of all times. Um, And in talking to him, and we have our, our interview posted, you could tell that the love was there. That his his description of what he was going through when he played through the game was exactly what I was looking for. It was hard. The computer adapted to what you did. The AI was rough, and you were going to lose some squad members. That's XCOM. You can't. It's really difficult to make it through perfectly. So I was started my con off. Obviously, I started off correctly with Tri Wizard, but my <laughs> actual real con started great with the game that I was, one of the games I was most excited for, uh, coming with, uh, came through as being ready to go and ready beyond my, even my high expectations for it. I think Daxa kind of shares that opinion. Yeah, I share that opinion. Um, I really, I had forgotten how much, I mean, I remember liking XCOM quite a bit, you know, back ages ago for all you youngins um (laughs) but it was exactly the right mix of the the great stuff i remembered from xcom plus the new graphics you know because obviously i can't go back and play xcom i mean the graphics are not the best oh come on it's all about gameplay (laughs) it is no gameplay is very important and it does have great gameplay and they updated the graphics so now it's even better than the XCOM I remember. I really cannot wait to play this game. I'm so excited for it. So it's fun. I, using my memory device, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm able to remember what it was I did. <laughs> so when I went through the media hour, I got to get not quite hands-on, but I got to see the Wii U. Oh, okay. Wii U, Wii U, Wii U. Now, they had a few things on demo there um, at PAX, including Zombie U and some of those things I did not get to touch. 
Didn't know where they were at the time. But a thing that I ran across, and I don't know the name of it, but it was a little game where they were kind of showcasing a mini game between the new Wii U controller and using some of the old Wii controllers. Now, the Wii, the new Wii U controller is basically a an LCD screen. Yes, touchscreen LCD. It's basically a tablet with a controller wrapped, wrapped, wrapped around, around it. it. Yes, and that has the accelerometers and all those things in it. Has all the stuff of, of a, Wii, a Wii mode, right. plus a built-in screen, which opens up some very interesting gameplay possibilities. Definitely definitely some possibilities. Still not sure if I agree. Now, I mean, some of these things were just little demos. This one was very interesting. Uh, there was a young woman who they gave the controller to play, and I just kind of wa- sat over and watched because I wanted to see how she interacted with the system as well as then the other people she was playing against who they gave regular Wiimotes. But this game was one where the people with the regular Wiimotes were kind of playing your traditional hero role or something where you're running around and trying to ga- gather candy. And every time they'd get these pots of candy, they would eat it and get a little bigger, which caused them to get a little slower and things like that. And the person using the new Wii U remote or controller uh, had the dual thumb pads and actually looked at their screen just through their internal screen down below. So the other people could not tell what they were looking at. Yes, and they were controlling two characters at once, one with each of the thumbsticks, and that their goal was to go tackle each of the characters that the other people were playing. And so you'd run around with the thumbsticks and then tackle using the uh, triggers for each finger, which was fun to watch her try to maneuver. Two people at once. Two people at once. And the screen was really nice because it adaptively would zoom out and in depending on how far your characters were. So they could be as far away from each other on the screen as possible, but it was really neat to watch you try to herd someone in and tackle and capture them. And they're trying to run around in a versus way to see who gets the most candy. and it was very intuitive. It was neat to see how it was played. She picked it up very good, very quickly. I was surprised because at first it was overwhelming for anyone to try to look at like, ah, I got to control these two things at once and they're going different ways and there's bridges and obstacles and all these things. Ah! Um, but it was really neat to see. I can't really speak much for the graphics. It looked just like Wii graphics. I mean, I know they've Same. upped it to normal high def, but when it's, everything's a cartoon, have, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, was, it, yeah. Was, it still has the Nintendo design sensibility to it. So yes, the graphics hardware is superior, but the artists are still stuck in a rut of it looks. These look like a me. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, I didn't see it uh, at the nine o'clock hour, but we did even view their one of their flagship games, which is uh, Zombie U. And even those graphics were still well, yeah. There's nothing. Graphics. Well, the Zombie U one looked a little better. Well, a little bit. Not better, much. But it, it wasn't like a cutting edge, you know, triple A like title from the others. Everything else we saw at the con. Yeah, which pretty much was gorgeous. So. Well, and yeah, and then we, we saw, the, um, not The Walking Dead, the other one, um, Dead Island. Oh, you did see the new Dead yeah, Island. Yeah, we did. And when you compare graphics, The Walking Dead, Dead Island, and the Zombie U, they, there's just no comparison. No comparison? Which is good that you guys saw that because uh, Ken was asking me about that today, and I was like, yeah, I avoided that because I never played the first one and didn't care. What do you care what that guy thinks anyway? Ah, you know, you try to placate the guy who's running the rig when you call in. I mean, because he's a valuable part of my show in the fact that he's a... fine, decent human being. Of course, (laughs) all the Scottish are. With an accent that just turns Daxa on. (laughs) She shrugs like, well, yeah. Well, Well, duh. uh, He's a fuzzy foreigner. Speak to me. (laughs) So I then got caught up in the Razor booth because I was trying to get an exclusive on what their announcement was going to be later in the day and almost scored it, but the person that they had as a, as a uh, PR person who was allowed to talk to it was already speaking to someone else. And so I tried, 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 which used up most of my media hour uh-huh. and then wandered away from that and started talking about Neverwinter. Uh, 
Ah, okay. That is not Neverwinter Nights. No. Not to be confused. This is now regular Neverwinter, which I also have a card for a beta key for. Yeah. Oh. We shall see what happens with that. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't get as far into that as I would have liked because as I started talking to um, some one of, one of the people at the booth about it, I looked up and there were crowds around us. <laughs> the floodgates had opened. Oh, had they? And lines formed. Well, and they also made an announcement that they let the crowds in early. They made an announcement saying, "We know it's early. We know it's ten minutes early, but we are letting the public in." Thanks, guys. Yay, media so, hour. Considering they didn't get us in there till ten minutes late. Oh gosh, as we had to be herded around the corner yeah. and gone up the backside, which so, was a good thing, I would say. Yeah, but media hour became media forty minutes when everything was at said best. Now. And there were even then places that weren't really ready or didn't really care. I mean the. the we're not complaining. We were given free passes to the event. Yeah, no, and we're big fans of being ha- able to have this access, and I think we utilized it in no way better than we possibly could have. Yeah, but I media mean, yeah, hour would have been nice to have been an hour long at least. Yes. That's there, all there, we there, there's, there's just a lot of stuff to hit. God, and is once, there? Once you know the seething mass of humanity is there, it's not impossible, but it massively cuts down on the amount of interaction you can have. Because there's 100 million people in line behind you, and the PR people and the developers, they desperately want to talk to everybody, but they're only human. Yeah. yeah. Plus, not only that, it makes you feel like a dick when you cut the lines. It, sometimes. It, I don't... Well, I, I just... It makes well, you feel really bad when there's hundreds of people in line. Okay. I never went anywhere where there are hundreds. I'd media badge? Come on up front. Yeah. And um, they go, media badge? Why are you in line? And you're like, ah, uh, no... Um, I'll wait here. Well, so I ran into that a few times, not many, but a couple times where I actually did the interview first for the most part, or I would watch over someone's shoulder as they were playing. And I was like, you know what? Let me get on after we talk for a bit. And, or I would make sure I was like that these people finish in the next round. And then I'll jump in on one little seat on the end of a group thing. It was very rare that it was like a single experience type thing that I was getting into. So I didn't feel like I ever abused it. And I, yeah, so yeah. I didn't have that problem. I don't, I don't think. think I ever felt like I abused it. I just felt like the exhibitors were making me abuse it because there was, a f- there was two or three times throughout the weekend where they basically said, no, cut in front of those people. And I'm like, no, I don't feel right doing that. They're like, no, no, cut in front of really, those people. Really, we want to talk to you. Yeah, and yeah. Than we want like, to talk to you, are a, you have a media outlet. Uh, they don't. Yeah. So, well, well and, but the key to that was a lot of the people we talked to were not just the big AAA titles. I spoke to more of the indie devs than I ever thought yeah. I would have. Well, there's a great indie section to PAX. Yeah. They're, they're big supporters. I mean, they have the PAX 10, and they just have a very large section of the floor dedicated to smaller development houses. And there's some great stuff coming out of there. Which I'm going to say this year, the the way they did the indie, um, the indie room, it was about a thousand times better than they did it last year. I think last year they were almost like an after. It felt like they were an afterthought. You know, they didn't have their booths were just kind of like the same. Kind of when we go to CES and you see all those microchip people that they're just in one tiny little booth <laughs> and there's no decoration or nothing. The, this the year, far north regions of China, the tiny little provinces. Exactly, yes. and you have to, you feel like they've been put like they're in trouble in there in the corner. Um, <laughs> and it, it was I felt so bad. But this year the indie presence was really great. It was amazing. It was dynamic. It got your attention. And they had great stuff to offer. And they had great stuff yeah, to very offer. Much so. And 
it felt like they were part of the con. Like oh, it yeah. Was no, it definitely it. did. They had the whole area, and it was packed almost the entire time, uh, the entire time we were out there. It's interesting because you get out, you got over there, and the great and powerful gorilla in the room, Minecraft, <laughs> was a major... Mojang. Moj- yes, Moj- uh, Mojang had their big store there, yeah. and... There was Minecraft and you know I would have to disagree with that. I don't play Minecraft at all. I have no interest in playing Minecraft at all. I don't think that Minecraft and Mojang had a big enough presence where they completely overwhelmed everybody. Well, in the I was going to say, I don't think they had any presence. No. I think they were I there their to, sh- no. I think they were there to show left. off some things and sell merchandise. Yeah, well, yeah that's what they were but there that's to do. All, like, like all the other stores that were around there, not as a dev. Because they weren't showing anything new. They weren't presenting anything. They wanted to talk to you about the game. It was just like, here's the little cool you know, statue of right. the Creeper, the cutaway of the Creeper, which is cool, and I got a picture of and everything. And if you walk out the other side, here's our store. Get in line. It was That was it. It was different from last year. Last year, they actually had tournaments going in Minecraft and some other stuff. This year, it was basically, here's a museum. Here's our merchandise store. Um, but it was probably, I would... I think it's fair to say they were the biggest booth in that yes. hall. Well, yeah, that is they fair were definitely to say. the biggest thing around, in the but they didn't have that kind of presence that right. at least I would have expected they would have, and for obvious reasons, the way you, what you guys are talking about. But I'm going to bring it back because something I have no idea what occurred. No, what did you do during the media hour? Oh, that's true. No idea. The first place I hit was Sony Online Entertainment. Okay, yes. and Planet Side Two. Oh, ah, which. I'm very interested in this time around because I missed the boat for Planetside. I only got into Planetside really after it was kind of an empty wasteland. It had had come and hit its peak and it had gone. That's a particular game, even more than other MMOs, that really suffers when it's underpopulated. With, you know, when I was on SWOTOR before the uh, server consolidation, (laughs) and I was on Alderaan, and I was the one person on Alderaan on my server, <laughs> I could still get things done. I could complete all my quests. A An MMO FPS, if you don't have anyone to play against... Not really <laughs> that much uh, MMO or FPS. It's possibly the most depressing thing in the world. <laughs> so, wow, you guys have a really beautiful world here. I'm yeah. going <laughs> to capture the crap out of these flags. <laughs> <laughs> I own... Everything. Everything. So I'm hoping, because I I like the idea of the MMO first-person shooter. I also understand it's it's very very, difficult to pull off technologically. Yes. Yes. Uh, They got some great ideas. They were showing some really fun, beautiful-looking stuff and some new ideas about how to run things that they learned from Planetside, the original, that may make um, things run more smoothly and retain players longer mm-hmm. but I, at least I want to be there during the onslaught of the, all the new users and be there during the heyday <laughs> this time around because I, I feel I really missed out because I, li- I like the well, idea I want to try it vehicle combat looks awesome in <laughs> Planet Side 2 the world they've made is enormous I mean the the maps of their individual bases are the size of your normal multiplayer FPS map and they have 14 bases on the map They've basically given you more than a continent worth of real space to fight over. So they've done their work and looks dead sexy. I'm, I'm 
looking forward to being there when there are people. Yeah, it has to be alive for that kind of experience to be fun. Right. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And it, it demos very well, plays beautifully. I had some great time talking to the devs. You can see we've already posted one of the interviews that I did with uh, Tremel. And he's extremely, he's from PlanetSide 1. He's the, the lead designer of PlanetSide 2. Very passionate about his product, and it really shows in his interview. So check that out in the Alpha Geek uh, radio feed. And got, you know, got me psyched up about it. Um, I also oh, visited, did one other good visit there during the, the waning hours of the ever-shortening media, <laughs> air quotes, hour. That we were, but I'm not bitter. It's okay that I'm not bitter. Um, I swung by our friends at Torchlight 2, uh, which is Ooh, imminently nice. releasing, and it's everything you wanted. Yeah, um, like more character classes. More character classes. Uh, runs very smoothly. Runs beautifully. I mean, yeah, it looks, looks really nice. Gorgeous. I'm, I'm very interested in playing it. Uh, multiplayer modes of Doom. Uh, basically everything that you, you finished your time with Torchlight, with, which in its day... It was your D3 fix before you could oh, get yeah. D3. Um, but the general feeling was people had the same feeling about it as they had of Portal. Fantastic, too short, um, tremendous potential. When's the sequel coming out? And it feels like they, they're delivering on the same level that Portal 2 delivered, where here's more of the all the good stuff you wanted. Here's fixing the holes that you felt were missing, and they're delivering in a timely manner. So... There were no surprises from it, but I'm also... I don't play dungeon crawls, and I am totally getting this one as well, because yeah, I played the hell was, out of Torchlight 1. Yeah, the first one was fun. And I am looking forward to playing Torchlight 2. So those are two I was able to squeeze into the media 40 minutes. Uh, was Planet Side 2 and Torchlight 2. Very nice. Awesome. And at that stage in the game... Barry was not yet with us on the media decision. No, no, that was nope. day two before that all happened. Correct. We were able to to salvage our abandoned uh, media pass and reassign it to him. So we'll, we'll bring him on like later, maybe if we're feeling generous. Uh, I don't. I don't. No know one cares, about Barry. That. No, no we, one cares. We can't hear you. Are you typing that in IRC? What? <laughs> I'm hearing voices. <laughs> No. Then you need to you need to drink more liquor then. Yeah. Um, actually, we did do a second thing during the media hours. We went to visit um, zombies. That's what we went to do. Walking Dead. Oh, ah, yes. You did. guys were jonesing over that the entire yeah, time. You were. That was actually past. That was past the media hour. It was our first interview after stop after. We saw Telltale Games, and they had. Well, they had obviously the Walking Dead three, uh, or the third, third episode has released Tuesday, um, so it had released already. But luckily, they were like, "Well, we know it just released, so we really don't want to talk too much about it because we know everybody wants to play it." So really, we kind of more focused on uh, things like where are they going to go with the series, what are their plans, because this series arc is five episodes. It has gotten a huge response, both commercially and critically. So obviously, I think they have the uh, basis to, to continue this type of storytelling. Um, and so, again, this is another one of those, like, if you want to know more about Walking Dead and where they're going and how awesome they are and how much we will punch them in the face if they kill Clementine, 
listen <laughs> to our interview. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Oh, I told them how I really feel. And, and, and going to their panel of Playing Dead that they held at PAX, they said basically the same thing, that we have gotten so many people that are emotionally invested in the, the specific characters of Lee and Clementine and have told us if they kill, if we end up killing Clementine, they are hunting us down. <laughs> so we know where you live. Yeah, we'll see how that ends up. But yeah, it was a fantastic interview. Again, it was another one of those where you could tell the people were really enthused and they picked their niche. Their niche was storytelling and they've done a fantastic job with the story. Most excellent. Well, that brings us handily to a breaking moment. Drink break. Basically, yeah. Drink break, voice break, because our voices are somewhat stretched after having talked and talked and talked. And oh, talked God, and talked the hours and hours. <laughs> oh, the pain. The pain. So I've queued up a little code monkey for you guys while we uh, fetch some frosty beverages. You're listening to a very special edition of Casually x Woo-hoo! Live. Sounds dirty. Sounds dirty. <laughs> and is. In your mouth. In your mouth. It feels big. In your mouth. VCWproductions.com. <laughs> we'll be back right after this Jonathan Colton song with uh, some events of you know, Friday evening into Saturday and Sunday and the fun you know, reunion type things that we may or may not have done in this very room. Okay. Do the line. Do the line. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Here at Casually Hardcore, we make up words. Biggerized to increase in size. Biggerized our guild. Mainogamous, the practice of playing only one character. Mainogamous, I like it. Numerosity pertaining to the awesomeness of gnomes. Elfosity, elfity, elfiness pertaining to the greatness of elves. And hey, elfosity. <laughs> Elfivity? I don't know. Yeah. Elfivity, elfiness. oh. My elfiness. Scourgy pertaining to the scourge. Scourge stuff is still scourgy. Casually Hardcore, we make up words because we can. Every Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on vtwproductions.com. And I'm spent. Versus the world's productions. Nerds on the internet. What more could you ask for? www.vtwproductions.com Code Monkey, get up, get coffee. Code Monkey, go to job. Code Monkey, have boring meeting. With boring manager Rob. Rob say Code Monkey, very diligent, but his output stink. His code not functional or elegant. What do Code Monkey think? Code Monkey think maybe manager wanna write goddamn login page himself. Code Monkey not say it out loud. Code Monkey not crazy, just proud. Code Monkey like Fritos. Code Monkey like Tabs Mountain Dew. Code Monkey very simple man with big warm fuzzy secret heart. Code monkey like you Code monkey like you Code monkey hang around at front desk Till your sweater look nice Code monkey 
Casually X-Core live from Penny Arcade Exposition 2012 continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. And we have found ourselves uh, moving forward to Saturday and Sunday. But there's also well, no, there's still a lot more to Friday. <laughs> yeah. But we say, only have geez. so many segments to do here. So, what are we uh, on? Is somebody coming on after us? Well, <laughs> I believe Emperor's Court comes on some point today. Tomorrow. Oh yeah, tomorrow. Depending on what they move their location show, you're in. They, they, they move their show to uh, the holiday on Monday, so I, I think we're in no danger. We're of okay. Them. <laughs> so we, we can do this until we have to get on planes. Yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> do go on. As okay, Ian so said, drinks his well, beverage. As, as everyone was picking up a beverage, right? Yes. Man, because <laughs> I have lots to say. Well, no. So, well, okay, they preempted it, but I'll just go into what I was doing next, which is yeah. after I found her, I got, I, I was enticed by a lovely display as Boobies? I walked through the Alienware booth. Oh, my, yes. And they were doing a uh, tournament as people were walking and trying to entice people to sit on their stands and participate so that they could win shirts and other swag that Alienware was giving away. And something I'm very familiar with showed up. And made me stop. Anyone who might listen to Show X could know the game that I'm most intrigued with, which is Tribes Ascend from High Res Studios. And they were there, and I never actually talked to them directly, but they did have. What? Oh. <laughs> ah, sorry, I'm being interrupted by IRC. But uh, they did have a Tribes tournament running so that you could win a shirt. And I thought, wow, okay, let me see how this is going. And they had a really neat display because up above, they had kind of projectors around this inner ring 
where you could see various displays they were doing, and they were they were basically shoutcasting it, showing how they do some of the tournaments. So you could see different people's perspectives. They had a couple announcers chatting it out, which was really, really fun and a lot of energy going. So I just had to get me a piece and went and sat diligently on the stands like, me next, me next. Don't have me to get me And at which point I jumped in and was like, I got this. I even told the guys around me, I will capture the flag. Stand back. I am oh, professional. Yes. <laughs> then I, Leave the flag to me, boys. Oh, God, yes. And then the game started. And I went to jump, at which point I did not move off the ground and kind of slid down the side of a ship and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. And realized the keys were mapped, I don't know how, and had to go in there and spend the first two minutes of the 15-minute match trying to make it so I could actually move intelligently. But at which point I was able to jump around, move around, fly, ski, and do all the things I know best, although not quite as well. And our team did win. And I got my tribes ascensured. Awesome. Woohoo! Yeah, this way, it's a swag horse, by the way. It oh, will take yes. us six hours to get through the entire weekend if we keep describing every single game like this, by the way. But, it, but they're so uh, good! Who gave you a mic? Oh, God, wait, <laughs> who's that? You're still not here. Yes, yeah, in, in our you timeline, you yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I'm on Skype, I guess. I don't know. All right. <laughs> yeah, we were getting messages and going, "Wait, when do we have to get him?" That was on Thursday. Uh, okay. okay. Well, I mean, I think we, we we need to give a quick shout out because oh, this is right. something we did in uh, conjunction, Dax and myself and Wayne. We talked to the folks with Guncraft, and it was really cool. I, again, this is another one we did the full interview, so I don't want to go over everything that's in that. Uh, we've posted it. You can listen to it. However, it was enough to make me really interested in the project. And the reason we actually went to talk to them was because when you go to PAX, you get inundated with well, these... when you become media okay, from PAX. Okay, when you become media from PAX, you get inundated with these emails from everybody saying, come and see... You know, come and see our game. Come and see our game. Let's, let's try to make some time. And... Nine times out of ten, every time you try to schedule something, they're like, oh, we're booked. What about this? No, well, we're doing something else. What about this? Anyways, it becomes this little game game back and forth with everybody. But Wait, do you have cameras and lights? I know, seriously. Do you have a boom mic and lighting? <laughs> if so, we might care about you. If not, who are you? <laughs> Please, everybody, follow Total Biscuit on uh, Twitter feeds and see what really happens behind the scenes. That's why I went and talked to a lot of the indie devs. So, but no, it wasn't. It because was the, I don't have boobs. But the indie devs are the same thing. Like, everybody's sending you emails. So we're, we're going through all these massive amount of emails trying to pick a couple of things to do because there's only so many of us. But the reason we went to see Minecraft, because their email was the most creative email that we received. It was amazing. It was just really funny, and they were making fun of themselves, and it was just... We just had to go see it just because if someone is that creative and sending someone a regular, plain old, come see us email, then they must have some sort of creativity on their team. And they, the guy that was their lead programmer, <laughs> like everything, I mean, it was a very small studio, was, especially in relation to us, young, I would say. And oh, he, God. How many of the people did we talk to that were main devs that were like children? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, in this case, I'm not, I'm not saying that. No, uh, I'm just saying detriment. I'm old. But, yeah, we're just really old. But this guy, I mean, literally was like 20, 21 and was so enthusiastic, and I hate to, to use something for my personal life, but he reminded me so much of a guy I hired in my real job, quote-unquote, 
and who was awesome, just amazing and could do anything with computers, could could code anything he wants. And looking at his game and playing his game and playing a game that was a first-person shooter that allowed me to destroy anything, which is not exactly new, but create stuff at the same time, that was pretty impressive. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, gosh, no, this is something you need to check out the review. That yeah, I would have to agree because I went and played it too, and... I played most of a 20-minute match before one of the computers crashed and they cut us <laughs> off. But in that 20 minutes, and I'm not the greatest person in the world at first-person shooters. Grail will, as a witness, will tell you how not good I am at first-person <laughs> shooters. When you always were there to help my kill count. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> you, were a close, you were a close second to Daxa, by the way. Yes. Are you kidding me, Daxa? Actually, I watched you play. And I actually I had a lot of fun playing Guncraft. Aside from the fact that we were playing the castle map and I kept getting spawned outside the castle and had to run <laughs> all the way around the effing castle to find the damn door. Give them the 10-second description of Guncraft because it's really easy. So to the 10-second description of Guncraft is imagine that you have the creative ability to run around and build things at your leisure, much like you would in Minecraft. However, without the necessity of mining any resource, instead you take credits earned in-game to pay for the different materials you might want to spend. At that point, you can adjust, build, destroy the world that you're in, all in the purpose of really going out there and killing your friends. Yes. Minecraft with guns, kids. Yes. Minecraft, first-person shooter. That's really what it was. I had bombs. It was great. I actually was... <laughs> Which can cause trouble, too, as if you rocket somewhere and accidentally fall in the <laughs> hole you just created. And then you can't get Dax, out. And then you can't get out and you blow yourself up. I actually watched a girl today... Flying a helicopter in the game. I didn't know oh, they had yeah. helicopters. It was, really, one of those. it was yeah. really cool. She was blowing everything up. I was like, ooh. I was oh. doing awesome until I ran into the ceiling. <laughs> and then it all went to hell. Yeah, I can imagine. But it was cool. I mean, there were certain aspects to it like, okay, I'm up on the sniper or the sniper perch and somebody runs in the building below me. I'll just dig my way down and open up a hole. And Wait, now I they can run in and do what? They run into the building below me. Oh, below you. Below me. The building that he's standing me. on. Gotcha. No, I got you. Below me. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it, it adds some dynamics to a first-person shooter. that, And really, for me, I'm really jaded on first-person shooters, so you have to have something that really is captivating. And this one did. Yeah, this was very interesting, I have to admit. So, after that, I think we started hitting a point of... Let's go just check out stuff. Pretty much, yeah. Because we felt like, you know, after three years of PAX and all the interviews we'd done, and we'd never gotten a chance to go and actually play the games. Play the games. <laughs> well, Look at the shiny. We got to play the games when we were interviewing people, but we never just got to be fans. Yes. So we decided to just go around and look at things we were really just fan-ish about. <laughs> ah, the joy of being fanboys. That yeah. was that was Friday when we got ambushed, wasn't it? Ambushed? As we were coming up the top of the escalator onto the sixth floor. Colorbine. Colorbine. Oh, that's right. You guys ran into yes, that. So it was, actually. We were on our way to where? The Indie The Walking... No. Oh, no. The yes, walking, we were way The Walking the, Dead Live. We, we were, were walking up there. No, we were on our way that's to right, the Indie Hall. That's right. It was the Indie Hall. It was right at the end of the day. found out it was day. closed. Yes. Closed? We walked was it after hours? Yeah, it was six. Yeah, ah. we, walked, we walked up the escalator. We were on our way to the Indie Hall because Thumbelina and I actually bothered to show up at the con. Hey! And we were just kind of looking around because we didn't have a recorder. So I was thinking, all right, I already know I'm 
going to talk to the MechWarrior Tactics people and the MechWarrior Online people tomorrow. I just want to get a feel for everything, where everything's at. So we were on our way up to the sixth floor where all the indie devs were because I wanted to go talk to the BitFlip game guys who did uh, Minion yes. Master. More on that later. And as we were getting off the top of the escalator, we had this very nice young gentleman named Justin jump out in front of us, literally, and say, oh my gosh, are you guys media? You have a yellow stripe um, on your back. Yeah, actually, where? Come on over here, we'll do an interview. I was like, I have to say, you reacted a little better than I did. I was like, wait a minute, I'm still in an alcoholic haze here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm not thinking uh, straight. Good to have support. having a recorder with her, so I went, yeah, absolutely, let's go talk. I said, Sure, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> and a certain level of sobriety. Yes. Well, that had something, which is why I didn't drive. Uh, not being poisoned. Yeah. So we ended up talking to the gentleman from Puppy Punch Studios. Which is the best name, by yes. the way. And we talked to I Justin Krupp, who was the producer, and Finn, and I don't remember what his last name is, but I do know that he was... Morgan. Finn Morgan. Mor Finn Morgan. He's the designer, and I, really, it's like the two of them. And... Daxa was very happy because Finn is Australian. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very strong Australian accent. All of a sudden, accent. there was an extra little bit of interest. Designer so, of what? Colorbind Colorbind is the name of the game. And it's a physics-based puzzle game in which colors signify the direction that gravity goes. Ooh. Like red is up, green would be gravity goes to the left, and blue would be gravity goes down, down or whatever. Or whatever. He's got 50 single player levels. He's got 20 co-op levels. Mm -hmm. And it's vector graphics, which had he had me at the word vector graphics because I love vector graphics. Ah, oh, the sexiness of old things. Yes. He lost vectors. me at the word vector graphics. Oh, I, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love vector <laughs> graphics. And it was a very cool little game. It was, I think they said nine bucks, nine ninety-nine is gonna be on Steam and it releases September twenty-fourth. So we had a very nice interview. I don't want to go into too much of it because I don't because want to Because you can well, get on vtwproduction.com and find the audio files yes. for each of the interviews at length that we provided this week. Because Daxa did a really good interview talking uh, to these guys too. This so. one is, unfortunately, he was showing us while he was talking. So you're not going to get the full effect of the interview. But the game is, it's a very simplistic game when it comes graphic-wise. But the intelligence of this game is outstanding. Oh yeah, he's put a lot of thought on this. He's been working on this thing for like two years. And it's not, not only just the intelligence level on it the um the level editor yes that he did so you get to go in there and play with all this if you want to change the gravity to color red and from up to down you can you can make your own levels you can play with the levels he already made yes that was the big thing for me is that not only could you make your own levels and eventually upload them to steam so that everybody and unlock them and make them public so that everybody else can play them but you could tweak the levels that he had already did, or already done, sorry. Which I, I'd never seen that before. Usually the pre-programmed levels Don't that touch come my stuff. Game, exactly, are already locked, they're hardwired, and you can't do anything about them. This, he's like, yeah, go ahead and play with them. We're yeah. like, okay, this is really kind of cool. So that was actually really neat. I mean, after, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, but I was I was nice about it. That's yeah, sure, going to be one of it. those games I'm looking at. Yeah, and it was really neat. Um, and then while there, we ran into this guy that I had been sending emails back and forth to yes. about some passes for a party, and he uh -huh. apologized profusely for not getting back to me and promised that he would go to the door if I went to ask with him, and then we forgot to go to the party because we had better things to do. So I apologize, <laughs> Tom. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Making you feel bad and then not going, that was wrong of me. 
Because why? We had better things to do. Better things to do or were tired and otherwise engaged. Yeah, because we were sleepy. Well, no, I mean, I think... Well, I think exactly how many parties did we engage in this weekend? Zero. <clears throat> Everywhere I went was a party. Just the try with you. <laughs> yeah, we engaged Thanks all Larry. drinking. You understand, I brought my pants with me and therefore... But no, Friday Friday was a day of meeting friends. And for fans of the show, uh, our friend Ragok lives up here in... Uh, the Seattle area. Got uh, another, Damn you. Valdenar came in from Another Montana. ex-guildmate, yes. Valdenar, came from in World from Montana. So we got to meet him for the and, first time. And we made a new friend with Nathan. And we made a new friend with Nathan, uh, uh, another gentleman yeah, that's a big gamer. Works with uh, Ragok. Works with Ragok. Um, so we got some time on the Microsoft campus. We got to such an expensive <laughs> endeavor. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was yeah, kind of like the Steam sale, summer sale, except in your face. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like a boss. Like it's very limited. Like you yeah. need to make your purchases now. So we got, we got time with that. Now we ran into some other people though. On especially Friday, we ran into a certain Jenna on the streets. Yes. What? Who? Wait, I think you said that wrong, right? Ariana, Ariana on the streets, and we spent a long time talking to her, catching up as a former, some radio station that used to be on the web. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Woo! Yeah, there we go. No, it wasn't like Wook Radio, (laughs) right? Yeah. So WCRadio.com.com.com. We had some time to uh, chat with her and talk. Uh, reminisce. Just reminisce and talk about the con and have some fun. And her husband, some, some guy. Some guy. Some British uh, dude. Was muffin. Muffin. No. There was muffin. Yes. Yes. Total, yeah. total muffin. Complete cookie. Complete cookie who was working his ass off. At this yes, time. he was oh, gosh. actually. While his wife is talking to us, yeah, <laughs> made us feel like complete slackers, which really we knew we were, but it wasn't until we had that as our measuring stick yeah. that we went, oh. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, ended up being able to kind of coordinate a night that we were kind of interested in just hanging out at a house. They were kind of interested in just hanging out at a house. We decided Friday night would be a great night for that. Four and a half hours later, a little bit of drinks, so much laughter, the destruction of so many voices. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just do the damn line. Just do do the the damn line. line. Do the line. I went to sleep with that echoing in my head. (laughs) Do the line. The line. This was at the end of the... We just had... Your typical evening together, reminiscing about times gone by and the you know, the, the fun that was while radio and <laughs> t- talking about. So, sorry, did you just notice that Grail reaching for some kind of refreshment and going like, "Wait, wait, where <laughs> is where's my mine? Drink? where's my drink? Damn it, <laughs> it's mine." <laughs> so, we, so we just kind of reminisced about you know while radio and how how great you know cynical Brit has gone forward and and TV has. Gotten into his casting career, yeah. As as esports has grown, and th- th- just the, what I thought was the bitter end of the evening. Yeah. Said, "Oh, would you guys each be willing to you re- whenever I get anyone of note near a recording device? I always say, could you please record?'" As we sting? were thus scolded, 
Oh, the magic were, gnome. You, you were reminded and instructed to please try Anytime you have someone of any kind of internet or otherwise fame, what please, do we do, kids? Please get them to get a to record a sting for the station. It's, Hi, I'm X from Y, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. A simple request, you would think. You'd think. It, yeah, it sounds easy enough. <laughs> 90 minutes later... <laughs> We finished one of them. (laughs) Do the line. But it was freaking hilarious. I had the best time doing it. Now, to be fair, we did record about 600 that are completely unusable, but hilarious. Oh, gosh. For internal use only. (laughs) No, you will never. It would take a great deal of editing to make any of them usable. (laughs) VTW Productions. We like do at eat <laughs> yeah. with every uh, and and we love the yeah dot com <laughs> right I mean that yeah it was it was an epic night oh it was just so much fun. fun and very relaxing and a great time so it was one of those where and I think we got we did end up with a couple of really nice stings however <laughs> that was so low on the totem pole of what that night was about. So we would have brought you some of this information a few days ago, but we were having too much damn fun. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, we're refuse to feel badly about that. Sorry. <laughs> so, again, a great day of seeing some new stuff and catching up with some old friends. Which brings us to Saturday. Or as I like to call it, the I'm not going on the exhibition floor because holy Christ. crap, <laughs> there are so many people. Day, 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 yeah, something like that. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if somebody came over and like played a music song for a break. Then you think so? Yeah, it'd be neat, but somebody's not doing their job. That's because someone else stole their chair. That's true. If someone else wouldn't have stolen their chair, well, no, there. whoever's in the command seat. Whoever's in the command seat runs the rig. Gotta make it happen, Cap. We're so Just screwed. because Reginald doesn't have hands doesn't mean <laughs> couldn't actually hit the buttons. I'll be in the car. So, Gnome is bringing you some music. You got that damn song? Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Today. We'll, we'll fix it in post. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in five seconds. Do the line. Do the line, you wretched woman. I <laughs> love you. <laughs> you love me. Oh my no, yeah, goodness. you guys keep singing. He's not going to put the oh dang my song damn. on. How <laughs> shall we? Damn, 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 damn. And we'll be back. Say the full moon's meant for lovers, but you're gonna break my heart. Cause when you shine, that baby of mine will turn into a werewolf and rip out my throat and kill me. Four weeks ago, me and Emily Lou were on the North England tour. Late one night against advice, we went a walking on the moors. She thought she saw a doggy underneath the full moon's light. 
But when she tried to pet that doggy, it gave her a nasty bite. Didn't think too much about it until this morning when I read there was some kind of monster out last night and 18 folks were dead. My baby slept there next to me with blood caked in her claws. Tattered clothing, guts and entrails clenched between her jaws. Cruel, cruel moon, please don't come out tonight. Cause when you do, my Emily Lou and me are gonna have a fight. They say the full moon's meant for lovers, but you're gonna break my heart. Cause when you shine, that baby of mine will turn on me and rip my lungs out, Julie and my liver. Every time you think you know someone, that's when they change again. So Mr. Moon, can you help me out of this doggone fix I'm in? I lock my baby in the basement and reinforce the door. But when she's done lycanthropizing, she's gonna settle up the score. My finger's on the trigger of this gun full of silver bullets. But Mr. Moon, I love my Lou too much to pull it. My daylight's running out soon and this door won't hold for long. One last chance now, Mr. Moon, won't you listen to my song? Cruel, cruel moon, please don't come out tonight. Cause when you do, my Emily Lou and me are gonna have a fight. They say the full moon's meant for lovers, but you're gonna break my heart. Cause when you shine, that baby of mine will painfully transform Just like that guy from an American werewolf in London Then she'll tear my eyeballs from their sockets Then I won't see my baby anymore Versus the World's Productions. Putting the internet culture in a petri dish and under the microscope. www.vtwproductions.com Looking for even more geek-friendly content? Check out the blog section of Versus the World's Productions. www.vtwproductions.com Show Casually x continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com Calm in bed with a little young black dragon. What? <laughs> what were we doing here again? I don't. This was so your Saturday. Idea. <laughs> yeah, actually, hey, this was you your brought idea. the rig. We are getting uh, to things that occurred on Saturday, Saturday, the massive onslaught of People Day. Oh gosh, yes. yes. So I mean, the initial rush was just when they opened the gates and everyone got in there, but compared to just trying to get. To the con on Saturday. Somewhat challenging. In the 200,000 plus mile, $1,000 at best van. The with thousand a 1,000 year old. 1,000 year old, $1,000 deductible van. I'm trying to find parking in this damn town. Which, I must caveat, Seattle is a lovely piece of the uh, northwestern Planet. coastline of America. It's a, it's a beautiful town, port facility, and amazing food. Some of the smells that you can experience just walking down Pike's Peak Place or where is it called? Piroski, Piroski. Yeah, down there, there. Anyways, it smells amazing. If you couldn't tell by the tweets when we said you should be here and smell what I smell. Yes. And I'll tell you, those are some of the most polite homeless people I have ever met. <laughs> well, the problem is, are they really homeless? <laughs> They're or is everywhere. It, or is it just grunge? <laughs> A little of both, maybe? Very likely. Now, my only criticism being, since we're not staying right next to the con... You know, a few miles south, across a few highways and such. 
Getting out of downtown is the most ridiculous oh, conundrum dude. of nonsense I have ever experienced. It just looks like some whoever designed the freeway threw a plate of spaghetti on a wall and said, that's yeah, the freeway so say, Hey, kids, help mommy and daddy with their urban planning today. Now, getting to Seattle. No, getting easy. Easy. Yeah, easy. Getting they let of, you in. And it's not even Seattle at all. It's downtown. It's, it's downtown. It's to get out it's of. It's like, imagine Hotel California as a city. <laughs> <laughs> they let you in. But you ain't never going to leave. leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, we did make it there on Saturday, along with everybody else. Like everybody else, yeah. So, what did we all do first? Well, one of the nice things, and this is just an advantage of us being able to get the professional media badges, is we had a little bit of respite where we were able to go into the media room, which was away from the main con floor. It was okay. underneath where they were doing the bring your own computer uh, area and the Intel play anything you'd like to on their rig booths. Well, my favorite part of the, the venue map was... Level two of the annex. Nothing to see here. Move along. Yes, nice. yes. Yeah, Which at first great. we were like, what's that? And then it's like, oh, that's us. That's us. That would well, be us. And they're rock solid Wi-Fi. Oh, yes. Dedicated Wi-Fi for media. That had nobody else on it. Uh, thank <laughs> God. Because like anyone who's ever experienced a con or anything else where techies are involved, once you try to take your electronic wireless device, you realize that it really requires it to be, I don't know, available. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I mean, I think a lot of state places you can find will cover the games that were at PAX and will tell you about uh, any announcements and any panels. Very few will talk to you about what it's like to be media at PAX. <laughs> yeah. And look, from years past, we were in a different area that was right in the middle of the Washington State Convention Center. It wasn't the annex. We were on the main floor. It was this small, small room that we were all very much crammed into. We had a Wi-Fi that was about as reliable as the public. And <laughs> we had incredibly... The same enforcers that we had this year were always pretty much the same enforcers for the uh, rooms the years past, who are awesome. They really, really Oh, the enforcers are, are throughout great. the entire con are amazing. Yeah, they're great. Um, this year, they really kind of made an effort to make media have a much larger space, very reliable Wi-Fi, wi uh, lots of access to power. Yes. And, which is great. <laughs> and they power. even threw us a little bit of Doritos and, and Mountain Dew. So, yeah. so to give credit where due, thank you to Halo 4 for sponsoring the media room. Yes, here's your official, you know, yes. shout out for providing us with Doritos and Mountain Dew. Because I well, ate some Doritos. <laughs> and I drank some Mountain Dew. Well, because when you forget to eat because you're so busy doing all these Wait, other things. Wait, we have to, like, schedule that, and all I have is a couple granola bars in my pocket. Exactly. Doritos are, like, the food of the gods <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Although we, I think they ran out of Mountain Dew halfway through Saturday because oh, I didn't. Oh, see they it. ran oh, yeah, out of that. Well, okay, I, come I saw on. It once and that was it. Did okay. you see how much media was in there? <laughs> we didn't have it last. Water. Year. Yeah, dude. You, you don't know what the prior years oh, were I like. Know, we drank it the there. <laughs> I had to walk up to that media uphill, both, both ways, ways in, the in snow. a blizzard. <laughs> 
No, it, it was uh, it was a big improvement. It was one of those when I first saw it, I was like, "Ooh, we're in the annex building. I don't know about that. We're like across from the con. This isn't gonna." And then as soon as it like I oh, went suddenly there, it became it was like, like, "Wow, this is the best idea they've ever had." Yes, thank you for separating us out between a bunch of people playing D and D and Magic the Gathering below us, and a bunch of people playing on their own computers right. and some Intel stuff above us, and that's it. It was awesome, but. So. As far as games go, oh, what did we do on Saturday? I'm still trying. Let me go back to the Wayback Machine. Uh, well, I'm gonna, digital I'm device. Gonna, I'm going to start because Wayne and I went into uh, we did do our sp- favorite room, which we, was room 213. Yeah. We got and to scratch yeah. a few itches he, of ours. Oh, yeah, we did. He he talked to the MechWarrior online people, and I talked to the Mac, Well, we both kind of talked to the MechWarrior tactics people. But it was <laughs> the guys that we got to talk to from MechWarrior online were Brian Ackman and Russ Bullock. Brian's the lead designer and uh, for Piranha Games and the lead designer on MechWarrior Online. And uh, Russ is the president of Piranha Games. So we get to, and we totally didn't schedule this at all. We just had two bigwigs drop into our laps. Well, we had kind of got a word uh, yes. the day before because we had gone into it. We purposely were seeking out, like, I want to see mech games. Yes. I played Battletech through the 80s, Both it was my favorite did. thing ever. And they're doing it again now digitally. Please let this be mine. Yes, it was shut up and take my money. Oh, God, yes. And so they almost did. We They had three machines that were set up. In addition to the NVIDIA booth over on on the fourth floor, they had another big screen with, with MechWarrior Online on it. Well, that was one that of the little hidden things kind of around right. the con. But they, the really cool thing was that they had Hawken on the screens next to it. So you could sit there you could compare. literally in one spot and look and see both of them right oh, next to each other and compare digital and contrast. Mech glory. But the MechWarrior Mech Online oh. stuff, we got a chance to sit Mech down and play it, especially oh. later today. There were no lines. You Mech could walk right up and get a machine and play it. And I'm very impressed. I can't wait to play <laughs> this game. Uh, no Once doubt. I got the hang of the controls, and yeah, Catapult K2s with <laughs> dual Gauss, Gauss rifles, I took an awesome down. <laughs> it was great. I had was a blast. Was it perhaps awesome? Yes, it was. Yeah, no. with that mech, I actually finished, I think, second or third in one match. It was really cool. I had a good time. So, yeah, it was great going into their offices. They were in one of the real small rooms. Yeah, they were just really the small. Well, well they weren't up the on the catal- It was the Catalyst Labs room. Right. And they had the MechWarrior Tactics. They had Roadhouse, Inter- or Roadhouse Interactive in there. They had MechWarrior Online in there, Piranha Games. And, and they and also the, had... And the Catalyst guys, they were playing tabletop in there. They were playing uh, some yes. of the Catalyst game stuff. Yeah, they had Leviathan. Yeah, Leviathan, the Leviathan which is their new game. Yes. And the other big one, which was like showed most of Europe and looked very yeah, risk-like. Balance of Power. Yeah, Balance of Power. that was the other one. As well as the uh, introductory box set for, for Battletech. Battle yeah. And they had all the books for Shadowrun as and well. The, yeah, oh, God. They had a lot, I mean, seriously, this was, as far as I was concerned, just about the epicenter of the con. They had a lot of stuff going on in this room. Yeah, and it, I think yeah. just A lot of stuff that we were interested did in yeah. that was it was it wasn't so much they had a lot going on it was all the stuff that we were interested in was in that room so it, it was kind of a bonding moment for Gwen and I oh yes it very much was because you had to be very up close and personal in that room it yeah. was so small oh it was warm and cozy and I did walk and there was Max yes and I did walk in there today <laughs> and saw there was some tissue involved yes there was <laughs> wait and, there saw total, uh, uh, and I did Max? see Total Biscuit in there Really? Doing? Yeah, I walked uh, right in. I missed it. He was sitting right at the door talking to, uh, let's see, James Romanchuk, who was the producer for Roadhouse International. I cannot, well. I'm sorry, Roadhouse Interactive. <laughs> and he was doing, he did like a 40-minute review 
on Mech Warrior Tactics. That's awesome. So go, go to his website and check it out because I'm hey, certainly because this to. one will actually get posted. Yeah, <laughs> we hope. Oh wow, that was a double stink eye. That was a double stink eye for both of us. I walked right into that. Hey, hey, no, that was so. That was Wayne from Show X that stated that line. No, the others will get posted, just not quite as timely. But that's because our our good friend TB ran into technical difficulties. Did he? Wayne's opinions may not be those of BGWProductions.com. As Gnomewise walks to the back of the room, so as not to cause physical harm to me directly. Yes. So then we talked to the MechWarrior Tactics guys. Yeah. We have a lot as as Mech fans I'm and about Battle to be beat. fans. What is we, it, have, <laughs> we have a lot to look forward to well, in the in the coming months. So unfortunately, MechWarrior Tactics is still in a very early. I mean, pre and they and they, they admitted they, it. They, yeah, they, they told, said this was a dev build. Yeah, they told us up front that the UI was a dev build. The whole thing really was a dev build. There was still enough of it. it to when we played it, that I was just like, oh, yeah, here, just take the money now. I'm, it's tabletop on a computer. Yes, it's this is cool the answer hell. to everyone who's ever gotten away from their gaming groups because of circumstances, life, moving and, around, and this work. Was, and this was the one I thought was really cool that you can take an individual lance, get it involved in a game, and you can set the turn timers. So you can set it anywhere oh, yeah, from a, you can, a minute, I think is what he told us, all the way up to 24 hours. Yes. So if you're playing somebody on the other side of the country, or for that matter, on the other side of the world, you do your movement and attack phases. He does his movement and attack phases within 24 hours, and you hit submit, and it submits and does its thing, and then you come back the next day, and you've got your next turn. And as long as you have more than one lands, you can have multiple fights going on at the same time. Yeah, Which we thought was really cool. There's a lot of flexibility in it. There's going to be a lot of collectability in it. And I'm really, I can't overstate this. I'm stoked for this. Yeah, now this is something where you guys definitely need to go and check out the interviews we did. We got a lot of hands-on time and really good discussion with the developers on it. For my side of the MechWarrior Online part where it's all that first-person, old-fashioned MechWarrior 2 type of oh, combat, but so, online, and the graphics so are amazing. Oh, man, it's It good. ran so smooth. And it's going to be the first out the gate, as far as we can tell, because they're the ones that are in a closed beta right now, which is soon to be open, so keep an eye out for that. Yes. Um, well, unless you buy one of their founders packages, which yeah, they do have the which, opportunity in to get which in case, right now. Those last until the sixth, and then they're gone forever. And if you do that, you get into the closed beta now. Yeah, know? they'll give you access right away, as they well as they give you other benefits in the game because it is going to be a free to play game. And like any others, they're giving you some benefit for throwing them a little cash. Uh, but it, it is online a free to play. Yes. Really? It's going to yes. be a free-to-play online. Even though they're offering founder packages. That well, yes. because they, they have the monetization like anything where you can buy things to um, reduce yeah. the amount of time it takes to earn them in-game. To game. download and play the game is free. Yes. Now, if you, like Wayne's saying, if you want to increase the rate at which you gain cash within the game, gain experience within the game, unlock different mechs, unlock pilot skills, weapons, etc., well then, you, sure, you can toss them a little cash. But... You'll get the exact same things that somebody throwing a money will, right? With the exception of the founders packages, because those last until the sixth, and then they go away forever. And they have some founder mechs in there. They have yeah. some special right. bonuses that are only available in that. And if you shell out the hundred and twenty bucks, I think it is for the legendary, you end up in the credits. Right. Not interested. Thanks, guys. That's really. But cool, they give but you all interested. four founder packs but and everything yeah. else with. It. I mean, yeah. those are the only things. Other than that, once you actually get in game and start playing around in the mech lab, it's all the same. There's nothing that you can that you can buy that you can get that somebody just playing their way up through the game and not spending a dime wouldn't get. 
And this is something that was really important because everything that I saw around the con, I and was very same, specific. And the same thing with tactics. Well, tactics is free that's to play what I was as say. well. Well, not just that one, but everyone I talked to about uh, any of the free to play games that are freemium or however you want to label it, where you can buy things in game, mostly cosmetic, or to buy basically time is that they were all very aware of the dirty word, and I, I said it just like that you did. whenever I interviewed them, of uh, the pay-to-win. Yeah. And there were even other devs that came to us and said, we know that we cannot be pay-to-win or else we die. Yes. And so they're very, very aware of it, and they're very concerned with that kind of an, uh, per- perception of what their games are, and so they're trying to do it the best way they can in what has become kind of tried and true methods of doing free-to-play games. And so all the ones I talk to sound like they've got some success coming the way, their way <coughs> as long as they stay true to it. I completely agree with that, yeah. I had a chance to play Tactics, and I look at it as seeing Nirvana through a smoke-filled <laughs> mirror. Oh, God, yes. Uh, because it, you could tell the kernels were there. Yeah. But the polish wasn't. And again, rightfully so. Pre-alpha for where they were at, it was absolutely. This is it's going to be a while before we get it, but it's definitely worth waiting for. And starting thirty twenty-five, which for yeah, timeline for the Battletech universe, right? Which is different. Which is different from online because they're starting in thirty forty-nine. Right. So they're starting almost. They're starting on the cusp of the clan invasion. Yeah, and I was asking the dev. the game director Chris Colaro about well are you guys going to have you know do you have plans for expansion packs and there are a lot of things that he couldn't answer and I'll let you let everybody listen to the interview that we did but they're uh, as much fanboys as of the the oh they know their history of BattleTech as we are they know their lore oh yeah because they know they can't fudge that and get away with it yeah. because we'll be all yeah. over them but I like the fact that they start in 3025 because that was my favorite level of tech. It's where I got started. And then we get to play our things up through, play our way up through, oh, I don't know, the Four Succession War, the War of 3039, the Clan Invasion, all kinds of cool stuff like that. So I'm really, yeah, really excited about that. They've got really great that. ideas just about the overall universe and how they're going to expand it so you feel like you're part of a big, yes. grown, living universe. And, and both of them, it's really tactics and how they may introduce folks to go, yeah, there was a time where there wasn't such a thing called a mad cat or a timber. Yes. However you want to refer now, to you it. Are gonna have those, you are going to have those folks on the forums. They're going to be like, well, where's the mad cat? Um, yeah, you don't get that for another 25 years. Now, <laughs> to satisfy those people. Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> as, an, uh, as an unabashed Intersphere fanboy, I got no problems with that. Um, It'll be interesting to see how they advance the timeline because with online, they've said straight up, yeah, it's a one-to-one day-to-day advancement. Oh, wow. And it's yeah. going to be... I missed le- that part. That's It's awesome. going to be six months to a year before anybody because they're all over the forums of, where's oh, my sure. cat? Yeah, dude, it's been answered a million times. You're going to get it in six months to <laughs> a year. Go read the forums. Yeah, exactly. Go read the stickies in the forums. You're going to get it in six months to a year real time. Learn how to play the game first, and then you'll get that Learn stuff. Learn to play, noob. Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting on both sides to see how they implement that and so, how they do it so it's not too yeah. horribly unbalanced. Uh, another part of that, just being in that room amongst that atmosphere, was seeing the tabletop game again. Because admittedly, yeah. I had fallen out of the loop. And for anyone who's been looking for a way to kind of get back and look at tabletop gaming, one, this con <coughs> showed more than I could possibly process 
for tabletop gaming. Yeah. And we haven't even got to the day we the spent Catalyst there. Catalyst Labs guys did a but really nice whiz. job with that. Well, and a lot of people are really excited about the Vi Leviathan game, which I watched a little bit of play of. But for me, being able to get back and see what Battletech was, and the new collections, or not collections, but just the introductory system that's like $60, gives you way you more than I got when I bought yeah. Battletech back in the day. They've gone to always having miniatures in it and giving you a ton, was it like twenty five yeah, mechs? Cardboard you got some cardboard and a few sheets yeah. back yes. in the day, yeah. and really cheap and now, paper things that were get, printed out in hex. Right. It was twenty four plastic mech models plus two premium models yes. by Ironwind, oh, and yeah. then you got all the rule books and everything. It was like wow, it's man. a big box. Actually, and, for and 60, the new hex maps I, are like this yeah. cardstock nice. And I didn't feel oh. that for sixty bucks that was an outrageous amount of money for what you got. I actually not at all. It was a pretty good deal. No. It was. It was for well the amount done. of play that you'll get out of it. Yeah, I thought it was a great deal. Now, speaking of models and tabletop, and fast forwarding to the evening of that day. But I'm not going to fast forward to the evening of the day because close. this is a double fake out. Because double there's something probation. more epic than just Mech Warrior and 30 foot. How dare mechs. you? Uh, there was know, that's pretty hard a to top. world record set on Saturday. Oh, yes, there was. Oh, that, I, I but more, today, more important that. than Battletech? More important than Guinness Book your of World Freaking Records? Ability wait, wait that sounds breath. way too official. It was. Yeah, so um, I saw this because I love Kirby. We all know I love the little pink puffball. Tap, 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 tap. So um, I saw at the Kirby booth that they had, um, it was Kirby's 20th birthday, which is awesome. He's almost legal. And um, he Okay, can, that's a frightening He can, he can drink what? soon. Oh, oh drinking. yeah, that's true. One more year and he could drink. Instead he's already just, legal for that. Instead of just, just eating everything. He's, he's been blowing and sucking for years. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh, thank you. Thank you. He'll be here till Friday. Yeah. Um, so he, yeah, so it's his 20th birthday. So what they decided to do is they decided, decided to try to set the world record of amount of people simultaneously chewing gum and blowing a bubble. So I said, well, I love Kirby, and I can do bubbles. So I decided to go and get in line for this. And the previous world record was 304. Um, they had about 1,000 people show up for it, but only the first 600 they had shirts for. So they only wanted the first 600 up front. And they did. Um, they gave us all shirts, and then they gave us a little sheet on how to chew, how to blow a bubble. Because you'd be surprised that when they asked how many people don't know how to blow bubbles, how many hands went up? So what the whole rules of the game, or of the game, of Guinness Records was that if you had to chew the gum for about a minute or so, and then blow a bubble and hold it for 30 seconds. If you didn't hold it, you had to sit down and then you weren't counted in the, into the, the world record. So, um... Dexa got really smart and went yes. what all did Dexa the way do? to the back of the line. The back of the line? The Why would you want to be at the line. back of the line? Well, see, they were giving out prizes and stuff at the front, and Kirby was at the front. And Kirby was the size of a Battletech <laughs> mech. <laughs> there was quite a substantial Kirby walking around. He was kind of Shuffling scary. around. And, you know, I do like them big, but he was big. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Big enough to give you pause. So I decided to go all the way to the back of the line. 
Um, well, all the cameras were at the back of the line. So what they ended up doing ha- is when we started to, to go for this record, they had everyone turn around and face the cameras. And I was first in line. So VTWProductions.com was... Um, <laughs> Represented with no visual cues that it was from VTWProductions.com. I know. I didn't have any VTW gear on at all. This is why you no need to get that face tattoo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not right on the thing. forehead. So, yes, yeah, so I may have to tattoo it to my forehead next time. But anyways, we did end up breaking the world record. Um, we ended up having 536, I believe, people. So wait, like 60 people screwed up blowing a bubble? Yeah, 60 people screwed up. Well, they couldn't, couldn't hold it for 30 seconds. You just got to hold it. I know, right? It's gone so, from suck to blow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we did get the world record. We got the um, certificate. The official Guinness person was there and gave us the certificate. And it was kind of cool like to be part of all that, which was, I mean, it was kind of, it wasn't the most exciting because you had to stand in line forever and then you just chewed gum and blew a bubble. But if you go on the internet and look it up, I will be all over the place. Yes. Yeah, so if you look up anything about Kirby World Record Bubblegum, you will find Daxa clearly in view. If you see the group shot, she'll be the furthest over on the right almost. And if you see the close-up shot, she's right there. And as I had to explain to Ken X today... Because he's like, yeah, I was looking for her. And then I realized, I have no idea what she looks like. <laughs> I'm the, the one with glasses. The one with the glasses <laughs> and long, dark hair. Take a look. She's the yeah. one blowing bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny because they mentioned that you needed to uh, sign a release form or something to allow your use of your image within their media. And they had five people do that. However, every single media shot I've seen has only been three people. And yeah. you and two other girls. Well, the reason they did that is because they have uh, the three of us up Kirby's front. Because Kirby's blush? But they also had the guys right here in case that their faces, so the guys right behind us, they also had to sign it yeah. in case most of their faces showed up too. Uh, so yes, I did release my image for this particular picture. Um, just a quick um, side note. Does anyone know how to use Sam Broadcaster? Because no one yes. fell asleep. I, I do, actually, I okay, do. Good. I we may not know where any of the music is, but I do. It's it's going to be okay. So now that you hear their <laughs> rhythmic breathing, yeah, back should we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Would not you like me. to hear Gnome uh, snoring? <laughs> that's not, so, me. So that's not you, me this time. Yeah. Now you know what the casuals have to deal with each night when they're trying to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's no Death Star. That's a Gnome. <laughs> <laughs> But nonetheless. Uh, and yeah, at the so same cool. time, he's left us alone with the roof I now. I know. Right. Big mistake. <laughs> Huge. All night long. <laughs> I know what's going in the next music. All part. night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that was really, really cool. But then, it, like, right as it ended, I had to run out of there because we were supposed to meet for Acquisitions, Inc., which was the next panel that we had all got RSVP to. And what is Acquisitions, Inc.? In fact, you know what? Someone who had a lot of time to think about this... Uh, Mr. Barry Von Awesome, what yeah, is Acquisitions, Inc.? I didn't get RSVP'd, so I had to wait in line for that. But again, it was a great marketing opportunity for VTW Productions because I got to meet a lot of really cool people in line. Uh, the two hours and 15 minutes that I was standing outside in the sun on the sidewalk. Um, Let's see. How long did we have to wait in line? Oh, that's right. Until we signed seconds. the papers that we, we were there. We didn't. There was a line? Oh, that's... Oh! Yeah. I thought, <laughs> oh. But you know what? If you prepare... It doesn't really matter because let's see how was it how far away from you guys inside the auditorium when we actually let us in uh, about five seats, which actually lent itself even better because you networked further. Oh yeah, I met some really awesome people when I got inside too, and 
Yeah, it was great. And the Acquisitions Incorporated thing was amazing. I got a lot of great pictures. And, I mean, it's way better seeing it live than it is listening to the podcast, which I'm sure is going to be available soon. Well, they did live stream it. Yeah, on anyone Twitch that had TV. the chance to see yeah. it on Twitch. Twitch which TV. also had a huge presence at the con this year. Absolutely. Yes, they did. And it is the it is the D&D role-playing game with... Um, uh, Tycho and Gabe and Will Wheaton and um, Scott Kurtz from Kurtz PvP and um, the God, those guys are hilarious. Oh, They're funny. so freaking funny. Well, and the DM was the actual guy from uh, Wizards, Wizards of, of the, the Coast. Coast. Awesome. His first name was Chris, and I didn't. I never did get his hilarious. last name, but he's one of the developers. Of yeah, D&D which from made it even more entertaining because yeah, he went in there with like. The entire pitch and story, and actually started yes. it. You've got to see wearing the dungeon master, you know, skull Outfit, cap, ball thing oh, with yeah, the hair, and going funny. And he even had the voice, I swear, down to a T. And he was carrying a little unicorn. Yes, he did have a little unicorn. A little white unicorn with little pink like tail. That Will Wheaton eventually made out with. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, he ah, did. he's a brony. And then he threw him. <laughs> yes. Well, that was in, I think, to save things after he got furious with the die rolls. Yeah, there was a lot of ones. And I still want to know if that person of, got a D20 tattoo to his forehead after that one got flung into the audience. <laughs> that was hilarious. Right. Yeah. It, it was what every year's Acquisitions Inc. has been. Incredibly awesome, incredibly funny to see four players, each with their own style, which almost relates back into a stereotypical role-playing style, with Will Wheaton being a very dramatic and hardcore role-player, Scott Kurtz playing just the dumb warrior, Mike playing the I don't give a sh- S, or, well, it's late enough. Listen, Dim- we don't Dim- g- I don't give a shit type. Amazing. Yeah, but he doesn't care about the role-playing aspects No, he much. really kind of doesn't. And then Tycho being like... He kind of fell in the middle somewhere. He's the middle. Yeah. Like, I'm just really focused on let's make money. Let's get out of here. He's, he's focused on ac- acquisitions. Acquisitions. Yeah. So, oh, nice. I mean, that was that was always fun. It's always a blast to see this. And it's one of the highlights of the con because I always like to see them. It just do... Again, you laughed so much because, yeah, I needed more laughter from the previous <laughs> night. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, our stomach <laughs> didn't hurt already. And spoilers, somebody falls in the acid again. <laughs> yep. Oh, that was a gnome. Uh, wow. We have a live gnome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. So much happened to AOFL this time. He lived. Every time. He Every went places time. where no elf, elf had gone, gone before. before. Oh, my God. We won't spoil it. You have to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Again, my favorite line, though, I think was Tycho. Which was, he was had my favorite line from last year and this year when he basically goes off on the, I forget what the situation was, but he goes off with a very, pretty logical rant towards the DM about, yes. this is, you know, this doesn't make sense. And then he kind of no, looks at wait, him. No, no, no. It was the acid. It was the blood on the altar. Right, right, right. After right. hitting him with his with his light no, or whatever. Yeah. It had to do with cauterizing the wound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. trying very hard. He's like, I shot him with a ray of light. That should cauterize the wound. There really should be any blood that oh, yeah, hits the total, altar. And everything should totally be okay. Rules lawyer, and he yeah. kind of looks at the DM, Chris. He goes, you know, I'm sorry, Chris. I, I'm sure the blood hit the altar. Because <laughs> this is not my table. This is really, oh, this yeah. is your table. Oh, yeah. I realize God, whose table funny. this is. Unlike Will, who is... Purposely poking far enough to then earn extra uh, acid damage. Right. Yeah, no, it, it, it's always a blast. It, and please go watch it. It's so 
funny. Honestly, it made it. me want to play D&D. <laughs> no, it did. Seeing that kind of interaction reminded me back to the days. I mean, rosy, you know, goggles of nostalgia over where it's like, gosh, if I had that kind of gaming group going on right now, this is what I'd want to be doing. I'm sure you won't be disappointed. All you need to do is get somebody from Wizards of the Coast to be your DM. No, it's Which not Which they e- had a lot of no, this weekend. it is not even <laughs> that. And invite Will Wheaton. It is yeah. not <laughs> that. It's not that because we have that kind of gaming group. Yeah, I've had gaming we groups like that We have that gaming past. group, and we've had it in the past with Gwen. Mm-hmm. Yes. We've had those groups, and we have it oh, now. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I remember having those kind of gaming groups. Just currently, I'm trying to yeah. think who I would sit down in a room I know one or two, but if we can make the time, yeah. you know, Wayne, my brother plays play with a really good group in the Denver area. I should hook you up with him. I think they play, they're going to play on Mondays starting this uh, semester. Yeah, I work Monday through Thursday. And anyways, regardless, anyways, I'd say. But, yeah, uh, it is, it, but it is I am jazz now. I'm like, yeah. I want this to work. Right. Absolutely. So then um, after that, what we did is um, Grail had previously before this gone to the, a Shadowrun panel. Uh, oh, yeah, Shadowrun. And he came and told me back and told me how awesome this panel was. So I had to go to the next panel, which was at 7 o'clock. Right. So we ran out of Acquisitions Inc., went to eat, ran out of there before any of you guys left, and we went to this Shadowrun panel, which if you listen to the show, you know we love us some Shadowrun. Um, and we, whoa, wow, that was a loud snore back there. <laughs> Got Jeff <you off> going. <laughs> So we love Shadowrun, and we went to this panel, and what they had done is they accidentally had, they couldn't do the Shadowrun panel in the room because you, we just talked about how small that tiny, tiny room was. Oh, God, yeah. There was yeah. like two tables you can kind of play on. And there was like 50 people. You can't squeeze 50 people in that little room. So they had put them into a different room, um, but they, we could only have it for 30 minutes versus an hour, and we had to squish in there like sardines so we actually had to just try to get into this room which we did um but it was an awesome this is where i became a complete fangirl it was the best panel i love this panel it was so good we were all squished in there we were all diehard fans most of us had given money to the kickstarter um projects that they had going on and the questions were just so good. And what they want to do with the game is exactly what I want to see them do with the game. Yeah, it was a case of and being to have having gone to a lot of cons. There are times where you go to something that you're really interested in, and some folks ask some questions that just don't belong. They're a little too either just not knowledgeable about the subject or it's so in-depth and so niche that it just doesn't have a broad that appeal. nobody else cares? Yeah, nobody would really care. Nobody Wait, in the you, right mind Are you care. skipping ahead to the media interview that we had? <laughs> exactly. Not quite yet. Not quite yet, but it's, it is foreshadowing. Because that's what we do here. However, I, in Wait, the, if this is one of my old shows, i tell you exactly what I see what you did there. About. That's what I did there. In, in the case of Shadowrun, it was very intelligent questions of folks that really love the game. Everybody was really focused on the meta appeal of, okay, so you're telling <laughs> us that you're going to have a 
single-player story set in a couple cities, but you're going to give us all the tools to make our own games. Let's really Ooh. talk about that. What does that mean that you're going to give us the scripting language? What does it mean that you're going to give us all these tile sets? Can we import our own tile sets? Can we do things such as uh, get really into the code like the original Neverwinter Nights allowed us to do? What what level of customization will we have? How are firefights going to work? If I'm in a firefight, do I get to have unlimited ammo? I mean, it was the stuff that anybody that plays Shadowrun would instantly go... That's what I really need to know about. I understand you haven't built the game yet, but there's some big overarching issues that I really need to make sure are uh, captured. And in both the 2 o'clock panel that I went to, which was in a pretty nice room, and the 7 o'clock panel that was us sitting on the floor of a really, really tiny conference room with them having a projector on top of a chair that was kind of slanted and showing against the wall and not a sole person in that room caring because they were all so much fans of this universe. Uh, it was probably the best panels I've ever been to. Yeah, no no complaints. All of us sitting on the floor like little kindergartners asking questions, and it was awesome. It was also really awesome because we got to not only shake hands and take pictures with, but also got a autograph from the main man himself. Yeah, we met Jordan uh, Weissman. We also met the other gentleman there who I was trying to look up, but his name always escapes me, but he's another co-producer on the project. Who is awesome. Who is really awesome. They both are very funny, very personable, more than willing to take pictures. You know, we told him about our love of the game. It was the only time I've, I think, in since I've started doing this silly thing of internet radio where I get to meet people that are in the industry and are really cool. The only time I've really really been starstruck just because it's somebody that has built a world that I've played in for over 20 years. Yep, so that was our day ending on a high note for the con. Um, Do you guys remember what you guys did Saturday? Uh, Aside from talking to MechWarrior Online, I did go up and talk to the Minion Master guys and I know Wayne did did as well. This is another game. I got an email from them. I think we all did. They were another one of the ones that did some creative advertising. Yes. So, it was, <coughs> excuse me. So it was one of those. Uh, I purposely told people even I reward good advertising, and so I'd like to show you that it works. And if it's not annoying, I'm yes. going to support you. I actually went and did, <laughs> which is a rarity for me, some research on this company. What? And went and looked at the game beforehand. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, the gnome actually started that one. Like, you did research? Yeah, I know. He didn't want to miss out on that, did he? But I actually went to their website. I read through the entire email, found out what this whole thing was about. And basically, it's a turn-based, real-time strategy game that incorporates elements of the popular TCGs, like Magic the Gathering, the one that we all know and love and in some cases hate. The cards are all electronic. Um, You get everything, obviously, from them. But the nice thing is you can build infinite decks with these cards. Just If you've got the card, you can build it in any deck you want, and you can use it multiple times. The other thing I liked about it is after talking with these guys, particularly the guy I talked to was Guy Somberg, who's their technical director, one of the cool things about it is um, they have a level editor, you can do all that stuff, but once you play a card and the avatar shows up on the screen, the avatar does its movements, attacks, whatever, automatically. Yeah, it's running its own AI script so that it is completely aware 
of kind of all the rules of the map. Yes. It knows the terrain. It knows the modifiers. It knows its advantages and disadvantages. And so really the actual minion control is taken away from your hands and left to the AI. Which allows you to concentrate on the strategy of what cards to use when, what units to deploy when, and how you want to go about doing that. It's very cool. It was so cool to the point where they were selling a beta key to the, well, they were selling <laughs> to access you? to the game. Yeah, to me. For 15 bucks, and I went and gave him money right then. Here, take my money. So I've got an access key to the game. Found out Gnome got one for free later. Well, that's what the but gnome that's does. what the gnome does. I was happy. To I was a little jealous. Yeah, it was. I, I, I was, but I also know that's what he does. At the same time, it, it if he had gotten one or not, I still would have given these guys money because I think the product that they have is so innovative. They've worked so hard on it, and they've done. And I mean, the whole studio was three guys. So I was very impressed with the whole thing. I was happy to hear. Take fifteen bucks. They gave me the cards to get into this. Um, the next. They've got two factions. They've got what they call the horror faction, which is all zombies and stuff. They've got a nature faction, and the next one they're doing is steampunk. And they said you're in the beta. You get the next. You get the steampunk faction for free. And they said, and then once we start releasing stuff after that, you'll have to pitch in for it. Which I'm like, hey, I got no problems with that. So um, th there will be a play test on this. To well, see how we like this. And this is another one that I know I recorded a pretty big interview with. And it yeah, like, I don't want to go too far. Well, I didn't do like an Gnome interview Wise on did it. did as but... well today. So you're going to get double coverage of Minion yes. Masters there. And we saw some things we were really excited about. One of the big things is being that it's cross-platform. Um, Very much goal, so. Now, granted, the, the production team, the entire team, was three people. Yes. And they were all there. So we got right, to talk to right the now, creative, developers, everybody. Yeah, it's in beta. It'll initially be released on PC. Um, they would like to port it to Mac, but they're thinking it's probably not going to be until next year. In the meantime, they're going to try and get it onto the various tablets between now and when they port it over to Mac. So I can see a look for whatever kind of tablets you love, this actually has a lot of appeal because I could very easily see you playing this on an iPad or whatever tablet you've got. Um, and I think this game's going to be a lot of fun. And one of the things I was reading about... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry the about that. has spoken from Dreamy Land. That was a very appropriate drop in there, Wayne. That was awesome. <laughs> Good drop in. Good drop in. I have control of the rig. Yes, yes, you do. Um, one of the things that I liked about it, and I read this on their website, is you can run this on resolution as low as 800 by 600. And their system specs are actually very low. They said they had looked at it. You can run this on a computer that's eight years old. You well, don't need the latest and greatest high-end Alienware super gaming rig in order to run this game you can run it on older machines so you don't have to invest in a new machine to be able to get into yeah, this thing yeah that's part I, which, of the beauty of it which running I thought with was, its own AI yeah which you're I, not having to do the micro which I thought was really cool and the idea that you'll be able to play from your phone to other devices with people that have it and oh if you buy it you get every version and so if you buy it on the PC you can play it on the yeah, Mac yeah there's no DRM it on it that's really oh. cool and with the same account, which is yeah. totally amazing. Thank you for that. So, again, listen to the interviews because we really get into detail and let them pimp their product. Mm -hmm. uh, it was something that we, three of us, saw at least, and we're fairly excited. Yeah, this was one of the games that I went. Actually, I think most of that us was, saw it. We all saw it, yeah. yeah. Totally not on the radar before I went in. 
But once I got the good email advertising support, will yeah. serve you. So if you have a decent once PR, I, you know, once I got part. into the email for it, and it was on the radar screen, went out and looked at it, and went, yeah, these are definitely people that I want to talk to, and all three of the guys that we spoke to had a great deal of passion and enthusiasm for for their product, obviously because they're trying to sell it. But I related very easily with them. Of okay, and they explained it in terms that were very easy to understand as to what they were trying to do. It was a complex. Uh, thought, I guess, complex system, but they made it come across and go, yeah, okay, I can completely understand what you guys are trying to do here, and yeah, I think definitely think you're on the right track for it. So that was about it for Saturday for me. Oh no, Mini Masters was actually one of the highlights, and it came yeah. out from wandering through the indie floor. Yeah, which is funny. Um, I saw another they had like indie half game of a booth there. too. They didn't have very much. Space. Oh, they were on the edge. One of those corner yeah, ones. Where, one of and the I th- were they the ones that advertised as saying, "Yes, we actually got a letter at the end of ours." Was that Mini Masters or another one? Where it was kind of joking, saying, "When you're this small, they actually put a letter in your booth number." Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> Again, creative marketing will. I will reward you. So the one I wanted to bring up, because it was kind of random, I was just sitting there looking, um, and it just, I don't know why it caught my eye, or if I just happened to be taking a siesta at the moment, but yes, it's the, yeah, so it's good to see that Daxa went there too, but uh, Yobonja, and so I provided an interview with them, I actually got one, taped it with them as well, uh, Yobonja was providing a game called, was it Monkey Blast, yes. I believe? Uh, Monkey Blast is... Oh, Blast Monkey. Blast Monkey. Which is available already. It's been out for a while. They were there mostly to show that, hey, they have been continuing development and that uh, they've been releasing as many levels as they can. They're up to like 300 levels now. So Blast Monkey is a game from Yobonja that's a puzzle game in the sense that it's you have a little rotating cannon at the bottom where your monkey resides and you hit a button and it launches it at whatever angle it's at as it goes back and forth and you're trying to get into a target. In doing so, you're trying to collect all the bananas and it goes up to three bananas. So this is very similar to many other games out there. Um, And again, not on the radar at all. Happened to run across it. Kind of cute, neat little tiny, tiny thing. And they were saying there's only, again, however many developers and all that. It's kind of the constant uh, story of all the different developers that were there doing indie games is they're really indie in the sense that you maybe have three or four people working on a project. I'm quite impressed that they're able to pull these things off because I've never been able to do anything that low-key. Wait, except for maybe the station. But uh, this is one that looks a lot of fun. And it's, it's cute. It's very cute. So to tell you, it's, it's on your touch devices. So tablets, I, I think it was both Android and iOS. Um, you can find it on the various stores. It's just Blast Monkey. Really neat. They have a free version that's ad-supported, as well as they have a pay version that gets rid of the ads, and I don't know if it reduces or adds levels or not because I didn't get to go check it out in the actual store. But did an interview about that, threw that one up there. It was just really neat to actually get there through the different indie companies and see some of the other products they had up there. And I think that'll take us to our next break. I can take us to another break. Make it happen, Captain. All right, everyone. We oh, are... look at that. I oh, see. He's going up there like, wait, I must make sure this happens. <laughs> I can manage the rig. I see the buttons. I found something to fit in there. And I think <laughs> it's fairly appropriate considering packs and what we're doing this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, everyone, you are listening to a special edition of Alpha Geek Radio. But it is actually now Casually X-Core as we're providing it tonight. Show Casually X-Core. So, sorry, Show Casually X-Core. 
and we will be right back. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the... Hey, Tom, it's Bob from the office down the hall. It's good to see you, buddy. How have you been? Things have been okay for me, except that I'm a zombie now. I really wish you'd let us in. I think I speak for all of us when I say I understand. Why you folks might hesitate to submit to our demand. But here's an FYI, you're all gonna I mean, no one's gonna eat your eyes. All we wanna do is eat your brains. We're at an impasse here. Maybe we should compromise. If you open up the door, we'll all come inside and eat your brains. I don't wanna nitpick. But is this really your plan? Spend your whole life locked inside a mall Maybe that's okay for now But someday you'll be out of food and guns And you'll have to make the call I'm not surprised to see you haven't thought it through enough You never had the head bigger picture stuff but Tom that's what I do and I plan on eating you slowly all we wanna do is eat your brains we're not unreasonable I mean no one's gonna eat your eyes all we wanna do is eat your brains we're at an impasse here Compromise. You open up the door. We'll all come inside and eat your brains. I'd like to help you, Tom, in any way I can. I sure appreciate the way you're working with me. I'm not a monster, Tom. Well, technically I am. I guess I And we'll put this thing to bed 
when I bash your head open. All we wanna do is eat your brains. We're not unreasonable. I mean, no one's gonna eat your eyes. Maybe we should compromise Open up the doors We'll all come inside and eat your brains Hey everybody and welcome back to the special edition PAX coverage of Show Casually X-Core Did I get it right that time? I think so Woohoo! Look yeah. at the way I strung those new sentences together. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, you might need to turn yeah, that microphone that does on. Not who the hell turned my microphone on? Well. Uh, the man who jumped away Probably from the table us. as he was gathering all his stuff to move over to the rig. You unreasonable bastards. That would be me. So we ended at Saturday night. At which point we... And the police officer said you need to drink more. I'm sure a drop-in was just played. <laughs> Couldn't hear it, though, because Gnome did not bring the required amount of gear. Ooh. <laughs> How Gnome, dare you? do you have anything to say on air about that? Penis. Okay, oh, then. <laughs> so, anyways, we ended our Saturday night with some game playing, which is kind of rare for especially myself and Daxa. Uh, we got to experience some tabletop miniature gaming. Uh, a friend of ours, who we mentioned before, Ragok, he is very much into War Machine, which is a miniature-based uh, tabletop war gaming uh, system not super, super dissimilar from Warhammer 40K. However, it definitely had some differences, uh, both in the mechanics of the gameplay and the look of the units. We went over to the Red Lion Inn, which is where PAX decided to hold all their free play uh, tabletop gaming. They had a huge area uh, set up for all the various uh, tabletop, not only uh, Warhammer, Warhammer 40K, War Machine, Warhammer Fantasy. We had board games being played, just a huge spectrum of games. Uh, War Machine was very cool. It was interesting. It was one of those ones where... The obvious need is, number one, you need somebody to play against. <laughs> very important. That's very important and very much a limiting factor. If you do not have that person to play against, there Makes are options. Yeah, there are options. We were introduced to a Java uh, option where you could buy a rule book online and load it into a Java client and then play somebody even over the internet with it. You just don't have the miniatures. Now, I would say the miniatures are half the fun. So it would, it's a nice gateway, it's a nice way to introduce folks to it and say, all right, maybe I'm interested in spending some money on some Warhammer miniatures or some more machine miniatures or whatever type of tabletop gaming is most uh, appeals to you. Uh, Gwen and Wayne both mentioned even the, the resurgence of Battletech as a tabletop game. So it was really, really cool to see it. It was really complex. Every unit had like 15 different goddamn abilities. So it was one of those games where I kind of walked in and they're like, oh, you're good at strategy games. It's like, yeah, I'm good at a strategy game where A, I know what my units can do. B, I know what my opponent's units can do. And C, I kind of understand the rule of the rules of the game. I had none of that. 
and so I got smoked pretty oh, quick. Come on, you got to at least like watch part of a one episode, you know, one thing of a game go before well, you jumped in. Yeah, I did watch half a game play, and then they said, "Okay, we're going to give you totally different armies to deal with." And I was like, "All right, awesome, let's do this." And at which point, I did manage to kill, I think, one unit, and then we had to go. Nonetheless, it was enough to make me very much interested into it, and I, I have to really thank our friend Ragak, who then the next day on Sunday morning said, here, have a couple of starter sets that will allow you to fight, uh, see how much you like it. We're even half-painted them, which was awesome, because then I can go to game workshops, and they'll be like, wow, what a great paint job, and I'll be like, yeah, that was totally me. I did that. And, yeah. And they'll be like, why don't you paint some more? And I go... I gotta go. <laughs> I'm kind of busy now. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. Yeah, whatever. Right. So that was really cool for that night. Yeah. Um, and that pretty much ended our Saturday night. Then we all came back here and fell asleep because it was late again for and the third we night were in a row. So many intentions to play game or to get on and entertain everybody here, but. Didn't happen. Yeah, no, no not at all. It was just so late. We kept getting in really late and just did not have the time. But that we were late because we kept bringing you um, interviews and content. So um, working hard, everybody. We're working, working hard. hard for you. And that brought us to Sunday morning. So Sunday morning, we woke up, and one of the like three perks of having a media pass is the fact that on Sunday morning you do get a personal media Q and A with um, Gabe and Tygo. And surprisingly enough, and I had heard about this. From Daxon Grail, that last year there were like 20 people there. And I was like, well, these are the two guys. It's Gabe and Tycho. And I mean, I got to see what they look like when we went to Acquisitions Inc. And they're both very interesting people and genuinely seem like good guys, not like I met them personally. So I was kind of stoked about this. Yeah, I think we had 20 people in there. Yeah, that, that's about right. And there were some very intelligent questions that were asked. They learned something Mostly. talking to us. There was one really stupid question that was asked, or it was poorly worded. Let's put it that way. It was. It actually should have never been it asked. Was to no, it never. An inflammatory. Yes, but and it was on a topic that was two years old that we're not going to even get into. But it pissed Jerry off to no end. Which it should have, and it's right. totally great. But the. I think what really ticked me off more about that question is we had such a, a great good vibe, vibe going. in that room. We were. We were like. It was like we were all synced, you know, not just Jerry and our crew, everybody but else everybody else who was yeah. there. We were synced. We they were had one getting... of their staffers in there. They had a VIP in there that was with us who knew, apparently knew, I don't know who that guy was, but he knew Jerry and Mike very well. And this one individual had to drop this bomb in the middle of it. I had no clue really what was going on because I don't read Penny Arcade. I will now. I've already decided that when I get home, I'm going to start reading it and probably read through the backstory. Mm. As long as that's going to take, because it's probably going to take gonna a while. Like, it's going to well, be a while, but yeah. it'll be worth it. They've been it'll doing be three a week for 14 years. Exactly. And it's one of those. Oh, yeah, that is going to take me a while. It's I one of those things that, that they did say um, anyone who likes the idea of PAX and wants to support Penny Arcade, the biggest thing you can do is actually go to the website. And now, though, because after they did the. Uh, uh, to Kickstarter effort, uh, there's only one page you can really do it, but go to the one page and click on the ads that show up there. Yes. Exactly, because that's that is now how they, they you know they make their money. They obviously do make their money um, with packs too, but they do have employees, so it's <coughs> not like they just keep all the money. But anyways, the the whole question and answer session was just really 
interesting. We got to give some suggestions for for passes. They um, and I think they were genuinely listened they to. They were genuinely listening, which I thought was cool. I didn't get an opportunity to go to a whole lot of panels. That'll get rectified the next time I come to this because I was too busy walking around with the stars in my eyes going, ooh, shiny. Or sleeping at home. Or sleeping at home. In the fetal position. In the fetal position, yes. (laughs) Thank you, Dax. So I will make an opportunity to go do more of the panels. I'm glad this was the one panel that I went to. I didn't ask any questions. I just sat there with a recorder in my hand and kind of watched the interplay. But it was interesting to listen to those guys talk as people. Um, and all of that. So, I, yeah, that was definitely worth going to. That'll be the panel that I go to the next time I come to this. You yeah, should, you should go to the open Q and A for all the fans too. I got into that. It was pretty awesome. Really? Mm-hmm. It was in the big theater where Acquisition Incorporated was. It was well. Oh no, I'm sorry. You were passed out on Friday morning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely a difference between the open Q and A for the fans and the media one. Again, the open Q and A's in the main theater. How many people were at the open Q and A in the theater? Oh, the, the big main theaters? Like yeah. 3,000, they said. Okay, so about 3,000 people were there compared to 20 folks 20. that managed to drag ass in the morning. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey. yeah literally it was Over first. It was 9 o'clock. Yeah, it was first although, thing in the morning. Although they had just it was opened nice the doors. because just outside the theater as they were waiting and setting up sound was where all the beanbags yeah. were. <laughs> yes, yeah. on the second floor. It was it was good timing. I, I mean, it I, was cool because Mike walked right up to us and said, morning, hey, yeah. what's going on, dude? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, uh, again, it's just totally different dynamics. And so even in ours, even with the question that they brought up, and anybody that reads Penny Arcade can probably look over the last couple of years and see what their major controversy was. Um, It was, there's a lot of good dialogue that could have happened around the topic had the question been phrased. Correctly. Not as a incrimination. Well, it was leading and searching, and it was kind yeah. of just yeah. It was, yeah. it was basically saying, you know, explain to me why you're not a hypocrite. Was the the heart of the question, and I think there there is a lot of discussion that could have happened there. It could have happened two years ago, and to have it brought up in the the media room, especially with where we were kind of at with our questioning was a inappropriate it was just inappropriate well, the thing that dax had put out best was that it really did kill yeah. that vibe yeah, i did. mean it was dead silence afterwards and we we're just kind of sitting there like well yeah because right. jerry because jerry got kind of upset and spun yeah. up about it and rightfully so i'm not blaming him in the least and i was kind of looking around going whoa dude what the hell did we just i mean thumbelina and i were walking looking at each other going okay we just missed something there yeah. something just happened that i don't quite understand and so I thought even more interesting was the fact that we stood outside afterwards, and I asked you guys, okay, somebody explain to me the backstory behind that, which you guys did. Yeah. In the process, we happened to mention Jerry's name as he happened to be walking by, and he came and walked up and because started talking about Yeah, me? started talking to us, and it was like, and we explained why. We're like, look, we're not, I mean, we made the point clear. We are not trying to get you upset about this again. It's done. It's over with. And I said to him, I just didn't know the backstory behind it. And that's what these guys were explaining. And we were talking about the whole thing and the way it killed the vibe and everything. Because we thought we had really good dialogue going with you guys. Yeah, and, then and he agreed with us. And just went dead. So, yeah. So, we had a great personal conversation with Jerry afterwards, which is, was really amazing to get, you know, him to stop by and kind of give us his opinion on that whole situation. But, yeah, that could have been... That was, that was nice. At least something good came out of that was the fact that we got that little bit of insight. But really, um, gosh, 
Get yeah. over it. It's two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> let, let that go. And the best part of, for me is just, again, and you hear this all the time, and it's almost it, it almost hurts for me to say this, but they're just regular people. But in this yeah. case, they are just regular people. They really are just regular gamers that want to put on a show that is fun for other gamers and something that they would be interested in in it in uh, attending as gamers so even so all their moves the move of expanding packs to a four-day format for both east uh prime no, yeah, and no. now the newly announced australia was all about well we kind of thought australia would be cool the australians kind of thought, thought it would be cool oh and by the way all the developers pretty much thought, thought australia it would, would be, cool. be cool and so we went where it would be cool yeah four day passes was basically because again we had a lot of people that wanted to attend Wait, we were out of space yeah four day con but not four day passes well i'm sorry yeah really clear four day con, four, and that's only for prime and single yes. day because passes. of labor and day single day passes yeah so they're you, so you're saying they're not doing four days no, for no. no it's only for prime because of Labor Day weekend because it's the same time frame so it'll be Friday Saturday Sunday and Labor Day well you know screw you boss well but part of that was <laughs> well, yeah and part of that was because of the venue size yeah uh, exactly. they're limited in size here in Seattle and we asked specifically have you ever thought about going anywhere on the West Coast but they said no this is our hometown we love it we're going to support it and so they're keeping it here they're going to work with other things to try to expand but doing the four days allows for their whole goal, which yeah. is allow more fans, more people who play video yes. games, to get in. To get in, so they say if you're going to be here for two days, buy two buy two days passes. Yeah, they you know. they don't want you to just buy a weekend pass because it's more convenient, maybe a better. And discount. then you and then you only go one day yeah. and deny somebody else who could have bought one of those passes if they did it as individual days the opportunity to get into the con and see everything. Yeah, because there is a limit to the number of people legally that you can have in any of these facilities at any given time. Yeah, fire marshals get kind of pissed off when you Very overcrowd a venue quickly. Mm -hmm. and, and there will be no more uh, weekend passes. There yeah. will only be a single day pass. So you have to buy all four days. Cost-wise, it sounds like it'll, it'll be similar. They'll, make, similar. they'll make it Obviously, up to us, yeah. They're adding another day, so my guess would be it would go up somewhat because you're getting another full day of content. If you bought the fourth day. If you bought the fourth yeah, day. but if you still However, bought three, hey. Yeah, now you can buy what makes sense for you. Or you can buy all four, and it's very easy for you to parse that out. Say yes. you, something comes up, you know now I can't attend the Friday. It's very easy for you to get that out to somebody else. Um, so it was a great move. And, and, they, it, and they also made it clear on that note that once you buy the pass, they really don't care what you do to it oh, yeah. or do with it. So if you want to go on eBay and sell it and, and get your initial right. investment back, they are totally cool with that. They prefer you sell it for the face value. Face value, yes. Yeah, I mean, their whole thing, and I think they, they brought it up correctly, is we just care about <coughs> safety. So we have fire codes. You have to stay under this amount of fire code. Yeah. If we have more people coming in than the fire code, we can get in huge trouble yeah, and people could down. die. So we don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so it was great. And, and as that was you a saw, really good Q&A. Every one of it their was. answers was really based on what can we do to make the con better for the people that attend the con. And Absolutely. that was their focus. And I think they came away with a lot of ideas about Oh, how they, they were could very receptive. Yeah. And yes. they had one of the women that works for them sitting in the front row taking notes on everything we had suggested. Hopefully they improve their whole process as well as look at some future ideas because this was a real interactive thing. It wasn't just them kind of spouting out things to us. It was a Q&A session. Yeah, it wasn't really. Yeah, I thought maybe it would be them, you know, 
gracing us with their presence, and I completely didn't. Co- oh, I came gosh, away with that no. feeling it not that way at all. Especially having about, never met those. Talk those about guys, they're accessible. Yeah, they are very accessible. They are very down to earth. You know, and it's one of those things where you see them walking around on the floor in the con. I didn't earlier than that, mm-hmm. or I wouldn't have before acquisitions in because I had no idea what they look at. Yeah, me next, either. Next time I go, I know what those guys look like. So, to, yeah, maybe I'll be keeping my eyes open and, you oh, know, yeah. seeing what's going on. And they're very obsessed. You mean you can talk to them. Jerry was signing autographs on people's media badges yeah. and stuff like that. That's it was really cool. We, we, and we took pictures. Um, yeah, yeah, I got a picture with you guys. Exactly. I think, that, and I think that was great. So I think they're, uh, they like you mentioned, they are very accessible and they're really interested in the ideas that we were putting out. And, again, they also the big point they also made was people look at Penny Arcade and they look at PAX and they go, Jerry and Mike rule this with an iron fist. They are involved in everything, and they really try to make the point. Like, no, we actually, we have a large amount of employees now. Yeah, no, actually, they don't. They make all of these. So, like, you know, some of the issues we brought up from a media perspective, or some of the issues that we brought up from just Wi-Fi and things like that, they were all. They were like, "Wow, this is kind of news to us. That's great to hear." Again, we need our person to take these notes because there's many other people that deal with that. Yeah. And it was cool. That was a wonderful, wonderful piece of it. Yeah, that was probably... It gave us a lot of insight into some of those mechanics behind what it takes to run one of these crazy things. I mean, talk about people being ambitious and taking a love of games and building something back for gamers. Yes. Penny Arcade is huge. Exactly. That's why I wanted you all to come. Yes. Thank you very much, Ms. Yes, and actually, I do have it. to thank because Daxa did a lot to yes. coordinate and get us through this whole weekend. Oh, you chuckle there, but if it hadn't been for you, we wouldn't have been drinking on Thursday night. <laughs> I wouldn't have missed media hour on Sorry. Friday morning. I'm the bad influence. Yes, yes, you are. Damn it! I'm gonna take no personal responsibility for that whatsoever. I'm blaming it all on you. Uh, so much fun. So for me, Sunday was pretty much that. Uh-huh. And that then it was, was just then it was just an opportunity. I mean, I talked to the Nvidia guys at three. Yeah, that was fun. That was and thank you for coming up because you had some really pointed oh, and I'm good just an ass. and good. Well, you had some good pointed Linux questions that I have no clue about Linux. Well, so it was good. <laughs> you really kind of put the guy in the spot, not in a bad way, but oh no, he had the answers. No, and I was he quite did. Impressed. Yeah, he was very. I was very impressed with that. Um, Due to the fact that we were in the main exhibition room and it was really loud in there, that podcast or that recording may actually never see the light of day. Uh, that may end gotta, up as a blog post. We uh, got to see just, what we can do with the recording. We just got to see what uh, see some if, uh, Oddigy can do to that yeah, or something see if else we can to clean, clean, it up. clean that up. Um, otherwise, I'm going to use it fodder for an actual blog post. Well, I can't wait to hear mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Other than that, I just kind of ran around the floor and looked at. You know, we went and looked at the at the game sheet, the furniture. Oh my god, I need oh, to win the no. lottery. Gosh. Holy Seriously. crap. Uh, but custom how awesome gaming would it furniture, be to have one of those tables, wooden it, you weapons, know, it wasn't so even much so beauty. much the tables. It oh, was for me f- it was that table uh, that had the mint yeah. that it had was, the whole like hero quest thing or whatever. Oh yeah, it was that was really it. cool. That for was me, dead sexy. It was uh, that was drop dead sexy, but I'm like, yeah, but I really like this filing system for the comic books. Oh my god, this oh, I is didn't cool. See that. It was kind of stuffed against the back wall and it was in a corner. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the girls walked us up to it and said, "Here, come on back here and look at this. You, it's totally customizable. They build you the frame with the dividers, the main dividers in it. You can put file drawers in it. I mean, they were marketing it to gamers. Oh yeah. But you can use this. For, they, she says we've had dentists." 
yeah, come to us and, like, and put these things in their office and put dental equipment. We've had all kinds of people doing it. Now, granted, you're looking at dropping a couple of grand on a piece of yes. furniture. The desk this is stuff, eighty five hundred. Yes, you're, I mean not the desk, the table. Well. You're talking about you're dropping serious cash. It's you can do bamboo, bamboo and hardwood, or straight up hardwood. And you're looking at it at least uh, at least with the filing thing that they were showing this girl was showing us. You're looking at a six to eight month lead time, and it's as much as two grand depending on the options that you get. But it was straight up sexy. Oh my god, this stuff was cool. So it was pretty much just me running around. I finally figured out where the hell Torchlight Two was at. Went and looked at that. Went and looked at the Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Sunday for me was pretty much just run around and look at stuff and play as much Mech Warrior or. Uh, Online, MechWarrior Online as I possibly could. Uh, if you want to actually back and that track was pretty much it to the Geek Chic stuff, I went to a panel on the uh, the crew that did the second and third season of the Penny Arcade TV show on their website. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The third season just finished, and they showed some outtakes. And what I figured out was, uh, do you know who actually has one of those Geek Chic tables as their dining room table? Is Mike from Penny Arcade? That does the full sized one. It's amazing, and it's funny. It was actually the outtakes from uh, the Chris and Scott, Scott and Chris show, and uh, it, the whole premise is that they go to, they show up at his house unexpected, and he pretends he doesn't know who they are, and he's like, "You guys, you know, take your shoes off," and he gives them a tour of his mansion, you know, all this penny arcade money, and it's just absolutely hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. If I ever have the means, I am going to get. Well, it and they did house. say that it's they are really willing cool. to ship, and they will assemble <laughs> it wherever it is that you get it sent to, hand delivered. Yes, it's all handmade furniture. They do it out of, I think they're out of Everett, Washington. Yeah, they're local, basically. Yeah, and it's beautiful stuff. I, it's it's right up there with any furniture you'd find in the nicest furniture stores. It's and cool And every stuff. year I come back and tell you about these tables. And every year I want to buy one of these tables. Oh, yeah. I think you I, actually did a video one year, either here or at yeah, Phoenix Comic-Con. No, yeah. it was here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was on the website. Gwen, maybe you should go to btwproductions.com sometime. Maybe Thanks, you should Barry. just like check out the show. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> oh, I don't listen to this show. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, he, right. just, oh, I don't. he just trolls the IRC. Yeah, yeah, that's all. <laughs> no, that was him. I listen to the show. So, ah, now I'm trying to think what other things are really worth mentioning because, again, we're not going to cover everything. We did a lot of work this yeah, week. We did a lot. We of also stuff. took some time to have some fun. You know, we made sure to get out there. One of the things I got to check out, and I talked about a little bit on my show today. Uh, with Ken I talked in was League of Legends. Mm-hmm. And it's something that anyone who finally made it up to their uh, display where they were having the tournaments for this leg of MLG or wherever it is that they're and in the tournament. You took Thumbelina and I up there because I made the mistake of saying, what the hell is League of Legends? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice. I, I, I mean, Believe me, Wayne, I didn't miss the expression that rolled right across your face real quick like, oh, my God, this guy's an idiot. Well, that's just proof You've that been he never logs an event either. Have you been living in a cave? He well, took me up there. You see why I thought that? Yeah, explain to me what was going on. Explain to me what the game was all about, and then took me upstairs. And yeah, somebody spent some serious cash. Yeah, some rumor I had heard that. about a free-to-play game on some little indie company. Oh my that god, might have blown up to being more money like than a, I think was anyone like, can realize. It was ho- it was like Hollywood rolled in there and set this thing up. Well, so if nothing else, and I had never been to a professional gaming venue. So I'd never seen casting. Neither live. had I, but I've been to plenty of professional sports well, venues. I've seen and this ranked up. There. I've seen some videos like that. I just thought, well, this must only happen at a big games con, strictly for the convention kind of thing, or not convention, but for the gaming thing where you have multiple games going on. But this was the only, you know, real like leagued game thing going on during PAX. 
And in doing so, League of Legends was the only thing competitive I saw going on. There were some little tournaments, tabletop yeah. stuff like that, but not. you didn't have StarCraft 2. You didn't have Counter-Strike going on. It was League of Legends. And you could see it everywhere. Not only were there amazingly detailed and huge statues yeah, all over the place, cool swag and like, or not just swag, Post- but posters, posters all over everywhere. the place. Skins. Yeah. Uh, they had one, uh, probably the biggest representation of cosplay at the whole tournament. Yeah, they did. I didn't even realize some of the characters at first, and then I was like, oh my god. You know, oh yeah, that's League of Legends. That's League of Legends. And the thing that I was first really jealous of, and then eventually made my first purchase of, was seeing all the little Teemo hats that were running around. Everywhere. I was like, oh, Teemo yeah, hats! Oh, wait, why does everybody over. have Teemo hats? Damn you. And then I yeah. saw why. Because they have a, had a whole wing set up on the side of merch, but uh, they know how to they know how to cast a game and they yeah, know how to make it big. They do. The, the other part was the audience was always full yeah. for every one of the and matches. And they were involved. Oh I mean, my we God, stood these guys there. Were we stood there during one of the matches, and it was Team Solo Mid and Curse Gaming going at it. And at first, it was hard for me to track, and I know for Thumbelina, it was, she had absolutely no clue what was going on because she's really not a gamer. It was hard for me to track until you started explaining kind of what was going on, and then I started to be able to find it. But it was like sitting at a football game. The, the audience was very knowledgeable. They knew what was going on. You know, you'd get oohs and ahs and cheers when something would happen and applause and all kinds of stuff. And it got so big that they had an overflow downstairs on the fourth floor. Oh, yeah, they were Back actually behind. They had an it. open area, big open area where the swag bags were at. Yeah. yeah. Where people they were had just... it on a projection screen against the wall that you could tell they kind of set up hastily. And they had probably 300 people sitting there on the cement floor watching, watching this. the game. Uh, it, it, League of Legends has gotten more popular than I ever expected. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because right when it's at its peak was when I kind of got done with it, where now I play on occasion with the guys in, you know, on VT Dub. Mm-hmm. But. I don't play much on my own because I'm playing tribes. Seeing it there was just like, holy cow, this beast. At the same time, really cool to kind of think, all these people play, know, or otherwise this game that I'm a big fan of. Even when we were looking at tabletop and we were kind of walking around the board games that were for for sale out there, I ran into a conversation strictly about League of Legends and the tournaments that were happening this weekend. And I was just like, jeez, everyone, everywhere. They remind me kind of uh, last year how Firefall was everywhere. And this year it was definitely League of Legends was the thing. When you first walk into the convention center, you see a gigantic statue. Of Rise. Of just Rise. sitting there holding a big pulsating Ready ball of go. energy. You, Eyes glowing. Yeah. You yeah. go up to the fourth floor, which is the ex- the entrance to the exhibition hall where all the major vendors are. And the fir- you see another statue. Trindamir, ready to come out of the jungle, spinning with fury and death. Yeah, so I mean, it was a big deal, and yeah, there was other statues. Well, actually, some of the other ones were other games, but yeah, right, the made ones. It was still, I mean, it was still definitely like uh, League of Legends was saying, you know, hey, we've arrived. They had a gigantic uh, billboard that showed the status of their tournament, tournament, and who was advancing. Uh, again, it was right there in front of everybody as they walked into the con. It's a big deal. It, it was one of those things where I didn't see anything of it. I personally have no idea what League of Legends really even is. And okay, I don't feel so me, bad all of a sudden. It made me want to go, all right, maybe I'll check it out. It's yeah, free to play. That's kind so of my thing was it's free to play. I can at least go check this out. at least out get some sort of idea and of see what what's, it's about. See what's going on with this. Now, um, with all the talk about how big of a presence it has, Doc, do you have any idea who won the tournament? 
Uh, I do not. Um, because <laughs> I, I don't wasn't think actually, it was over yet when we left. Well, last I the last two were on tournament, and I saw it on the board, but I don't think I ever actually looked to see who won. Yeah, wow. It was Team Solo mid and somebody else. I thought I, was it, it wasn't Dignitas. It was... Uh, uh, I think maybe it was wasn't Curse. Was it Curse? Curse well, it wasn't Curse Gaming. Curse and somebody else got into the third place match. Okay. But I think maybe it was Team Solo mid and Dignitas. Yeah, I know were, TSM was the one. I, it was, it as a matter of fact, it was, it was. It was Dignitas and Team Solo mid that were for the championship. Okay. But, but when I left, they still hadn't posted the final results, so I don't know who won. We're yeah, good. I don't know we'll either. See That's if we can find it. <laughs> as we look on the internets. Call oh, us yeah, internets. Damn it, where's my Sakani? Yeah, I um, <laughs> so I don't have a fast. Well, but that's the thing. No, it was well, really we'll neat to see, and there were t that place was just packed the whole time. I mean, at point it was standing room only. Um, so that that was another big piece. Also, it was really neat walking around the streets because you could tell you were anywhere close to the con, and it was in multiple buildings. Oh yeah, uh, because you, you just saw geeks everywhere. Yeah, it wasn't just people; it was hardcore nerds. Oh god, everywhere, and it well, was really kind of cool. And you saw it was everything from digital gaming to card, a lot of TCG represented, where I had no idea. Yeah. About, or CCG, you know, a lot of collector games, a lot of just tabletop. Uh, old-fashioned games from D&D &D through newer ones. When we were actually at the tabletop gaming, there were more games I'd never seen before than I could even process, where I just oh, wandered yeah. around taking some pictures and looking around thinking, like, what is even going on here? Are there any I want to play? Or And I was overwhelmed a bit for most of it, just like, gee, why is there so much? And overall, my feeling from the con is just I was really energized to play games. Yeah. And all types of I, games. I needed to come here because... I haven't really played anything since I stopped playing World of Warcraft. I played played my way through Torchlight. Got about 35 levels in, finished the story quest, and then kind of stopped with that. This has kind of re-energized me. I've got a list of about half a dozen games, maybe seven games that I want to take a look at and play. Some of them are really big. MechWarrior Online I definitely want to do after I build myself a new system. Everything else, but all the stuff that I looked at, and some of them are, the, you know... Aren't yeah. the most complex radio name games Guncraft, Minion, all kinds of wrong buttons, Minion Master, uh -oh. all kinds of uh oh. No, don't worry about it. it it's all, all kinds good. of we're, stuff we're like fun. that. I'm really re-energized to look at games, which Thumbelina's not real happy about. But oh well. <laughs> all right, I think I found it. Actually, it looks like TSM one. TSM, who I guess. Yeah, it was TSM and Dignitas. Mm -hmm. TSM Evo. Just going from their list. So, oh, I'm sorry. No, no I was going to say, we, uh, Dex and I finished our PAX experience going back to old school gaming with some tabletop. Uh, going back into a D&D, &D, which we kind of were really shooting for a D&D &D board game, but we just kind of were told, hey, why don't you come to this thing, which is D&D, &D, just regular role playing. We said, okay, let's do that. So we sat down at the table and did a mission, and it was... It was fun. It, it was, was good. entertaining, absolutely. It yeah. was, you know, playing with people you don't normally play with and just some random pickup yeah. people. And there was a girl there who had, um, who didn't really, had, I guess she had never played, but you could tell that her husband was a gamer. And uh, she did really well, Yeah, I think. Yeah, so it was cool to get some tabletop uh, back in because that's just something we don't have the opportunity to do much. And again, it just spoke to how much is at PAX. We stopped at the arcade where they had actual Yay, arcade. Yay, free arcade gaming, and I almost got Moon Patrol's high score for yeah. the weekend. I mean, they I had, only got third. They had cabinets, they had Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair 2, Space Ace, Moon ah, Patrol. Space Ace. 
Dig Dug. Um, Centipede. Yeah, I yeah, saw Pac- like... Or Miss Pac-Man, Pac-Man Jr. Yeah. Total Carnage was there. <laughs> I mean, just Final Fight. Battle Zone. Ah, uh, yes. Battle Zone. I mean, it was a nice spectrum of like late 70s to at least late 80s. It was games. fun seeing how many kids were in there trying to think, yeah. what, what, what are these things? What are you, you know, doing? Pinball systems? What? So that, that was a really cool place to stop at. I mean, we did that. Obviously, at the end of PAX, some of the more popular areas is things like the DS Beanbag Lounge, <laughs> where you get to play DS games and sit on beanbags. Well, it was fun. Um, did get to see, you know, some of the little random things kind of cut around the t- uh, around the con, seeing they had a, oh, what is it, uh, a Venture Time game that was being demoed that's not quite out yet on the DSs. Um, that was kind of neat to watch. Yeah. They had... Uh, Epic Mickey on the mm-hmm. DS. They had uh, the new Super Mario World on the DS. Several things like that that were being shown. That was pretty neat. Um, I did a whole thing about Hawken when yeah. I played an interview to check that out. Um, I got to see, and I was so teased by this. Ah, Kopi will fully understand. I was teased because I looked at one point walking around, and I was like, wait a second, that's Fantasy Star Online. Yeah. Part two. Mm-hmm. Let me jump into this, oh, Fantasy Star. Only to, you know, because I saw English, Fantasy Star? What? No, no, no. It was just the character creator and a looped demo. I was no. so disappointed. I was ready to jump on that, start filming, and be like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And no. That's the way we felt about uh, the Dead Island Riptide. It was like they had this really huge booth, and it was a cabana, oh, yeah. and everything see, looked was like, great. And you go in, and it's basically them playing an alpha build and talking about some of the things they'll do with it, which really, if they just go, it won't crash anymore. <laughs> okay, winner, you'll get my money. But un- unfortunately, they couldn't speak to that. Uh, it- it's an interesting setting. Um, it's, it's really neat because it's not just shoot the zombies anymore, so. Right. Is it now molest the zombies? It's, it's you, it's tower defense again. Well, not tower defense, but (laughs) fortified, fortified position against zombies. So you'll actually have set pieces where say you have to pump out water from a underground tunnel. And while you're doing that, zombies start rushing your position. So now you set up uh, barricades. It's reminiscent of Gears of War 3's horde mode where you're actually building your barricades. You're setting up gun emplacements and dealing with the uh, zombie horde that approaches there's other parts where it's of course free roam or free world play we talked to uh the lead producer on it who was like yeah there when you look at the first dead island i can get through the game in about 16 hours other people take about 110 hours it's open world so it's really up to you how long you want this game to last it depending on how much of the branching missions you do and so that sounds great, and the use of water and the dynamic weather system they're putting in and things like that <laughs> all sound great. And the IRC Pusa says, it's uh, Dungeon Defender zombie mode. Well, I, I mean, again, if Dead Island cannot crash and corrupt your save game, that's a gigantic leap. <laughs> They have improved the entire system. So we got to see that. We got to see Planet Side 2, which Gnome talked about earlier in this podcast. Uh, for me, it was looking at a game that looked and had a feel of Halo. However, it's really tough to understand what a massive 
multiplayer persistent world FPS looks like when you're on a con floor. It just doesn't translate well. Well, there's a lot of things that you kind yeah. of have to take a little bit you with have, what's on the con floor. You kind of have to imagine this a little bit on a yeah. bigger scale. Uh, so we got to see that. We got to. I personally did a little bit more role playing with uh, Pathfinder. We played some Steve Jackson games, nice. Nook, and some card games in that vein. There's so much to do and so much different ways to spend your time. Our only panels we did for Dax and I was Acquisitions Inc. and the Q and A with Mike and Jerry. Yep, I only got to one other. Did we do anything? No. What else? We did Walking Dead. Oh, and oh yeah. Dead. Guys, okay, so we did three was freaking hilarious. You guys did do Walking Dead, and you said that one just went downhill from the moment it started. It was good. It was a great, great panel, but at the same and the, time... And the Shadowrun panel you talked about earlier. Yeah, that one, and I don't even oh, consider so that you one you a panel. You guys all kinds of panels. I don't even <laughs> consider that one a panel, though. I went to, like, two. Because the panel, I, three, I really. look at it as something where they're talking to you for most of the time, and really it's a gigantic room full. The Shadowrun panels were as much of a panel as you would consider the Q&A with Mike and Jerry this morning. I went and to four panels today. And I don't, consider, I don't consider that one a panel either. Really, a panel to me is the ones where you have to stand in line, and you wait, well, and you get in. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. I, I had to do that with a couple because... Right. I, one of them was just for us for some things we're looking at hopefully doing in the future, which we did a few things this weekend as well as a lot of networking. So hopefully you'll see some new things from VTW. I can't mm-hmm. say when because we don't know. We have to figure it out ourselves. We're <laughs> we, all we getting jetpacks. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the advantages of getting us all in the same place is all of a sudden we start talking and thinking of things. Brainstorming. Whoa. Um, I, okay, I've started to see around the table, at least on this end, where people are dropping off. And oh, yeah. yeah I'm departing. tired. So with that, I'd love to go around the table at least once and kind of catch anybody's last thoughts. I, I see Barry sitting there with probably a few things to say. But Gwen, what do you got for us? It was highly entertaining. I'm glad I came. I got to see some things I don't think I would have seen anywhere else. Um, I got to talk to some people, certainly, that I wouldn't have gotten to talk to without showing up. Um, I'm kind of still processing it. I'm going to take kind of a pass on this one. There was That's admittedly right. a lot to see here. Well, and I th- and it's going <laughs> to be one of those things where it's going to be a couple of years before I'm comfortable with how things are arranged here and all that stuff. Because I know I walked in Friday. <laughs> a couple of years? Well, at least <laughs> going this was to, my first time going to it a couple of years. Because I know Friday, and I'm sure there was stuff that I didn't see because I just didn't get to it. I know Friday, walking in here in my diminished mental states, I was kind of overwhelmed by the whole thing. And it took me until today to really figure out where I was going. And there were still places where I'd be like, oh, how did I get here? Kind of a thing. And I don't really have that mental... Seattle? No, (laughs) but where in the con? You know what I'm talking about. I do. No, I got lost constantly. So it was a... It'll take a little while to get... I don't quite have the mental map of the building and where everything's at. And I know things change year to year. But God, I had to go outside to find the media room so many times. Yeah, that was kind of my thing. Well, too. the way to get there inside was completely convoluted. Yeah, and you well, had to go trying to right backtrack the way we were let in the, the show floor. So yeah, it was way faster going outside and going back in again. It's not like it's winter. Yeah, and it was yeah. So I had a good time. I'm glad I shut up. That's good to hear. Mr. Von Awesome. Oh, my God. There was so much awesome stuff that I got to check out. I don't even know where to start, so I won't go on and on forever. But I really liked uh, Neverwinter, what I got to see of it and played just a little bit. Marvel Heroes actually was a little bit disappointing, but I think it has a lot of potential, especially with... uh, Uh, It's just... There was only, like, four playable heroes. I actually did interview that one. Yeah. 
I'm going to probably check it no, out they, when it comes they out. They added but. a few more. They had introduced a couple at the con. They're going to be adding more. There was and only least, four playable at the con. Yeah, but at least they've talked about really tapping Marvel's back you know, catalog, back catalog yeah. and every one of their IPs. But it played a little go- a little clunky, so I don't know how, how done it was. But I had a lot of fun with that. Um, a lot of little indie games that I had never heard of that I got to check out. Uh, a lot that you've already seen. I actually downloaded Blast Monkeys while we were sitting here and started playing it. It's pretty fun. Um, uh, again, like you said, the D&D stuff, always seeing this, what they do inspires me to want to play. Got to find another D&D group. Um, and just meeting everybody and seeing all the people. And, like, it's such a great community. Uh, everybody at, that, that comes to PAX is always so supportive and polite and awesome to each other. I never had one bad experience where anybody was, like, rude to me or anything at all this weekend. Every time you... You're right. I We're didn't on get the floor. Everyone once, was super courteous once. and super helpful. And I mean, the place was absolutely packed with humanity. But I mean, it was our people. There were the kind of people you'd want to pack 70,000 people into a convention center. Oh, with. God. I had so many good random conversations with just cool totally. gamers all That's around. why I like that. was one of my favorite parts about going to all of the uh, panels that I went to and other events I went to is it was like, well, you got to stand in line for an hour. Well, standing in line for an hour means I'm going to meet like a dozen awesome people and maybe some weirdos. But yeah, it was it was great. I hey, met some really good cool people. Not nearly as stinky as many a con I've been to. Yeah, yeah. I barely noticed any gamer funk. No, no real funk. Every once in a while, little pockets of ah oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means, but okay. Yeah, it was well, good. It was really awesome. You walk by someone and you say that because you're just like, really? Yeah, I saw some really awesome cosplay. I saw some really awful cosplay. I saw I got more amazing than not. Yeah, I took about. 350 pictures, which I plan on uh, working with. I got to see what Gnome actually put up yesterday for my camera uh, and what I have otherwise. But yeah, we're going to put up some photo galleries. We're going to write some stuff about what we're talking about. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about all the stuff we saw at at PAX this weekend for the next couple shows. There's enough content here to last us months. And Wayne just passed out. Not quite. Oh, he's back. That's it. Go ahead. Grail. Uh, simply, it's the best con out there. And I got to meet, you know, the person that created my most favorite world and universe at it. So it's a f- that alone would make it a great weekend. And if you add in all the other incredible stuff we saw, again, PAX, it, it blows away. I've been to a lot of cons and it blows them all away. It's, it's my favorite. And when you look at the signs that are hanging outside, which are advertising packs, they have a lot of different sayings on them. And one of the most prevalent ones is welcome home. And that's what it feels like when you're a gamer and into this culture. On a completely different side note, I'll light you're a very strong woman. (laughs) 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 To deal with the sounds that we're hearing emanating from Gnome right now. That's very impressive. Uh, that's what comes when you're sitting you there guys, and it's like... You guys, don't get too loud. I think we might wake him up. <laughs> wait, wait. I have to push a button because I was scrolling through and I'm like, what? Don't kid yourself there. You're a bit of a pussy. <laughs> of course, no anything, anything tech wakes him up. Yeah, exactly. I know, of course. <laughs> okay. Yes, Daxa, go ahead. Um... <laughs> I uh, the same thing I say every year is the people the people you meet at this con are amazing and you know special shout outs to all my partners at the um, 
Try Wizard, uh, Jennifer, Nick, Liz and her husband, Jacob, Emily, um, Douglas, who came all the way from Scotland. That guy awesome. was awesome. I did actually give uh, Ken some crap about that today. Yeah, exactly. He came all the way from Scotland by himself, I'll have you know. Um, so them, of course, are friends from last year that we ran into, um, Matt and Rebecca, who oh, we like went out them. to lunch with, sure. you know, so just not only are the presenters really great, not only are the people who put the con on really nice, it's just the people in general, just all the people you meet are great, great, great people. So I think that's what makes this PAX different from any other convention is that the amount of love and respect and just decent human beings at this pack at this uh, convention is just out of this world yeah no they do a really good job of making and it's very much like they said uh when they were, we were talking the media thing and just talking about the con in general the whole goal was to make it a place that was safe in general or a place where you could find others like you if you're a gamer and really feel comfortable and we even had someone in the audience uh when we were doing the media moment say that they did come to the con and found like it was almost like home to them where they were finally able to be who they really you know felt they were around others and not be worried about being judged or have anything negative happen to them so it, it, it's a great place for gamers if you ever have a chance to get to any of the pax events that are close to you or whatever the case may be you need to spend at least a day preferably two or three at Apex and just enjoy games. Everything about gaming. So what's yours? <laughs> that was mine. You just added to mine. What was yours? Oh, I see. Now I got to go more? <laughs> Man. Oh, geez. So like any of these big cons, it's neat to see the huge displays and what companies go through to kind of grab your attention. Uh, this being more focused than what we normally see in CES where it's just, oh, technology. This one is all about games, and this is why we exist, why any of you out there know who we are, and so it's kind of like going to Mecca, <laughs> but being yep. able to see all the new shiny that's going to come out there and really talk to some people that are insightful and want to do good things for us as consumers, uh, want to build the products that they love that we hopefully will all enjoy, um, and so there's just such a great energy about the entire convention, and I really look forward to coming to them again in the future. I'm kind of jealous that I did not know what it was to be a buttoneer <laughs> while at the con because you guys seem to have some serious fun with that. And there it's a great a community. a lot of people running around with that. Um, I'm really going to be challenged, like always, come next year, unless somehow the magics of the world allow things to not align so that I can decide between Dragon Con and PAX again. Uh, this time PAX one out. Next time, I don't know. I really need to go to Dragon Con at some point. See, this is how we're never going to get GoHex here because... Felicia Day went to Dragon Con. Well, this time. Yeah, hopefully maybe next year. If she comes to pass. She was here next year, last year. Yeah, she bounces back and forth. So there Will Wheaton go. hit both. Yeah, well. Why can't we hit insane. both? Um, once you want to fund that for us, uh, Mr. Von Awesome, if Reginald finds the funds for us to be able to hit both cons, I am all up for that. I'll tell you what. As soon as I find the money and Reginald, you know, starts letting me spend it. Well, <laughs> You know, there was a request in the IRC that we take a picture of someone taking hold of Reginald. Who? Wait, no. Bad. <laughs> Who do you think? <coughs> uh, so, you know, just all that, uh, <laughs> how open and excited the devs were. 
us coming up as basically an unknown media asset, but whenever we did come, and not just the little guys, the big guys too. When I was talking to the, I want to say the lead producer, I have to look at the, find the right card. Uh, when I was talking to Jason Hughes, the producer for Hawken, the way they made time for me, and this was especially feeling good since you know I walked in literally steps behind uh, Total Biscuit walking out, where already I was like, oh crap, I got to follow this. You know, <laughs> wait, he's a professional. That the time they gave me and the answers and energy that they still had and then letting me see the game and talking through all my questions was just great. Um, where I hope, you know, hopefully we as a group answer some of the questions you might have about these games that we really are excited for. Um, but just it was eye opening to think that these devs are regular people. You know, they're just other gamers and people that are excited about it. And uh, I don't know. I, it was wonderful. Really, really good times. Yep. Plus, I got to hang out with all you guys again, and I don't get yeah. to do that yep, nearly enough. That is yep. rare. That's for sure. Uh, so nice, so nice. So, unless you guys have anything else to follow up, I think we're going to call it an evening, because we do have to kind of collect ourselves in the morning so that we can all fly back to where we belong. Yeah. <laughs> Some earlier than others, Mr. Right. Von Awesome. I don't want to go home. I'm staying here. Hey, well, you can do that. You can. I've got to get on a plane at some point. The... The rental price is yeah. very cheap. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah, it is. Good luck. We will say darn reasonable. Yeah. You know, and you get transportation with it. That's right. Yep. Absolutely. No, that's. Hell no, that thing's a death trap. <laughs> hey, it served us well all week. Yes, it did. So, everybody, you've been listening to a special edition of Show Casually X Corps here on vtwproductions.com. Please take the time to listen to all the shows here. Please check out all of our PAX coverage because there is no way we covered nearly a piece of it just oh. with, with what we talked about in our little catch-up follow-up event we did tonight. Well, there's stuff that happened that none of us even went to or knows anything about. Yeah, so you also want to check out the other coverage out there after listening and seeing all the things that VTW gave you. Um, uh, but check out all the links that are under the Alpha Geek radio tag. And please tell your friends, tell everyone else in the community that wasn't lucky enough to listen to us live. Uh, especially before we get this published and out there since not going to happen tonight. Nope. Not or, with a sleepy gnome. Yeah. Nope. Not with the power of the internet no, behind not us. Not with a sleepy anybody. Yeah, we're all done with this and I don't want to hit the buttons. So, with that, I hope you guys all have a good evening and we will catch you at, at our normal broadcast hours. Good night, Pussar. And we are out of here. Good night. Bye-bye,